back for another episode of Omnipotent Idiots. And John has some shit to do today, so he will not be here, but we got something different for y'all. Today we're going to do a little bit of a debate on some, a few topics uh, in the building today. We've got both of my old friends. They've never met before, but this is Chris and Robert. Y'all want to introduce yourselves? No, that's right. I'm Chris. I've uh, been known Stacy for a while now. We worked uh, electrical work back in the day, but yeah, that was a long time. That was a long 2006, time ago, man. 2006, yeah. 2007. Yeah. And I know we met. I met you, Robert, in 2000. I'm bad with dates. 2009, because we were both still apprentices when we met. So I got in the local in 2006. So, yeah, about 2009. Okay. So, like I said, we're going to do a little bit different today. We're going to do a debate over some shit that's going on. You are a pretty staunch conservative Republican, Chris. And just want to say I don't want to. My views aren't across the conservative Republican board. Well, yeah, of course not. (laughs) No, there's not. Like, that's, that's what kind of pisses me off about today's standards and today's world in general is... Everybody, like, if you pop off with one view, you're basically lumped yes, into a yeah. group and okay. with other people. And I know, Robert, you have changed some of your positions. You used to be very, very hardcore anarchy. <laughs> a little bit yeah. anarchy, but yeah. the older I get, I'm, I've always been a liberal. Um, I, I lean more moderate instead of hard left. Well, I mean, you do come from uh, socialist lineage. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little that bit of a fascist. Di- yeah, 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 it's a little bit of a different socialist lineage. But for those listening, uh, Robert's family was. Well, do you want to say it? Yeah, I'm. I'm only a third generation American. Uh, my great great grandfather and great great uncles and aunts they were Nazis. So in Germany, yeah, <laughs> not not neo Nazis in America, but they were Nazis in Germany. All right. So the first topic we have on here is the current climate with the police, and I know you've you also were a police officer at one point in time, Chris. I was, and I guess the most recent police incident, well, the most recent one that I've seen is the cop down in Florida. Who had who's gotten caught for planting drug evidence mm-hmm. on over yeah, hundred people? Mm-hmm. So there's that, and then the most recent one for this area was the issue that happened last weekend on Tybee. That most of us saw that video. Mm-hmm. The one that happened in Pooler this week. What happened in Pooler this week? I didn't see um, that one. I believe it was a 74 year old man, and uh, he was changing a tire on the side of the road. And uh, he was asserting his rights with the female off- puller officer, and they ran a tag. Number one, you can't run a tag without committing a crime. Not supposed to. And uh, they thought it was his son, and basically took him to jail because he wouldn't ID himself. But he did nothing wrong. So they ran his tag, and then they found out that the that the owner was his son. Or something well, like they that. were looking. I believe they were looking for a son. I briefly read over it uh, one day this past week. Uh, they were looking, actually looking for a son, and he was changing a tire on the side of the road in Pooler. Not sure exactly where in Pooler he was changing, mm-hmm. changing a tire, and uh, he refused to identify himself. They kept saying it's policy to get ID. Well, Fourth Amendment right is 
uh, undue search and seizure. They had no evidence of him suspicion of committing, going to commit a crime. So they really had no legal right to ask for his ID. Well, see, that's what's what's kind of confusing because we have so many. We, we we have the Bill of Rights. We have the the uh, all of our amendments. We have everything in place, but then we have other federal laws and state laws. Like one of Georgia's state laws is if you're 16 and above, you have to have ID on you at all time. Mm-hmm. So which it's it's that's what's weird because a lot of this shit ends up contradicting itself. Mm-hmm. And then the other shit that I saw was with uh, is that a law court- or a policy? I think that's a law that you have to carry ID at all times. Yeah, it is a law. You have to have an ID. But then there was the other issue that the, um, the Georgia Southern quarterback, they literally like tested bird poop off the front of his car and said it po- tested positive for cocaine and arrested him. I don't know really think about that. Yeah, I, was, I mean, maybe the bird has some cocaine in it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, did, I didn't do a whole lot of research on that one. But I know Robert, back in the day, what, not even... Three years ago, your Facebook page was hardcore police the police. <laughs> so, what are your what what is your point of view on the current climate of the police? And then we can do a little bit of back and forth. Uh, training was it take average six eight weeks to become an officer, something like that. And uh, you get eleven weeks of uh, academy, and then you get a certain amount of weeks on the street with an officer. But when when you don that badge and that gun and you get in that into that patrol car, you're expected to be a peace officer, uh, a mental health specialist, and these guys aren't trained for that. And uh, from what I understand, quite a few of my friends back home are police officers. If you look at other countries, especially in Europe, they got to go to college for at least three years before they can even go into the academy. Mm-hmm. And they get specialized training. So they basically like get an associate's degree. Yes. Okay. But even in like in this country, if you get an associate's degree in, um, uh, what the hell is it? What is it called? It's, but it basically criminal just, justice or something? yeah, mm-hmm. criminal justice, it basically just allows you to become a CO or probation officer. Like that's, that's really all you can do with it unless you're going to continue to, you know, go down the track of public defender and lawyer and all that other stuff. I think up north, uh, most departments, you have to have a college degree to be an officer. Up north, it's just down south, you don't. You really mm-hmm. don't. So. I mean, uh, I think it was three or four years ago, the Supreme Court ruled on a case saying that police departments can discriminate against people with high IQs, meaning if your IQ is too high, they don't have to hire you. And that says to me that they just want people with low, <laughs> with low IQs that blindly follow orders. That's true. I, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, well, I don't, I don't want to say that's true. I, mean, I can take that back because I, I, I'm not, but that's, I'm not familiar with that. That seems like, it seems like their, their, their attempt to do exactly what you're saying is just get people that will blindly follow and do what they're told and follow orders. And they don't really know all the laws that they're trying to enforce. Yeah, and then, so I'll be the first to say that being a cop is definitely probably one of the hardest, craziest, most dangerous jobs out there. Because you you never know what the hell. Anytime you pull somebody over, any but they're over. The, I don't, and I don't know if it's just the media itself with the way the media is now, but 
or if this shit's always been going on and now the media is just shining light on it. But there seems to be more and more instances of excessive force. And I equate people that if, if you hate the police, I look at it the same way for people that hate Muslims, hate, you know, any people that are not racist but enjoy their roots in the rebel flag mm-hmm. until the police themselves are willing to do, you know, to police themselves. And, you know, that thin blue line is real. You know, they, they, they back each other even when somebody's in the wrong. And I know from your situation, you weren't in the wrong. I don't know if you're able to talk about it, but you got fucked over. Mm-hmm. But, and it, I mean, there's been, was it the, the one guy, the, that case just came out where the, um, the one guy got off up in New York when they choked that guy out and yeah. he died. Mm-hmm. That case just got settled. Mm-hmm. But now they're like petitioning to get him fired. So, what is as someone that that Chris, you, you you used to be a cop. How do you how do you see the entire system as of right now? I, I don't think there's more uses of force. I think there's cameras everywhere, and therefore that portrays you know, hey, these guys are really using the use of force a lot more than used to. I don't I don't think so. Okay. I think uh, in my time with Savannah, like everybody who used force, generally it was okay. It was. Okay. In the right. Um, going back to the whole college thing, yeah, college is good, teaches you. I mean, they give us law books. They give us things that we can use out on the street if we have a, a question about something. Uh, we can look it up. But, I mean, classes doesn't teach you how to handle situations cool. that you run into. Not at all. They can try. I mean, I've been in classes before to handle uh, mentally unstable people. Uh, they give us class for that, but it still doesn't get you ready for what you're going to face out there because you never know what they're going to throw at you. So do you feel that, you know, they're, they're going to the body cam thing and from... I think that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah, I think yeah. it's a great I thing. I think it's a great thing because, honestly, I mean, over the past couple of years, like how often have you seen that things really get get out getting out of hand now that body cameras come in yeah. because people can see what the officer sees and they're like okay well maybe it wasn't so bad you know well and then also there's there's been instances that's come up where cameras were turned off recording devices were turned off when shit happened mm-hmm. and you know whether it was hey i just forgot to turn it on or hey we're about to do some shady shit turn the shit off yeah so I mean, do, do you feel that there is a do you feel that there are bad cops? I mean, like everything else, of course, there's going to be a small, small percentage of pe- bad people. Even in y'all's business, the cop business, everywhere has got shady people. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to do what they're going to do. Um, it, it is good to police the police, um, but it's not good to demonize a certain group, just like everybody else, for the actions of individuals. That's how I feel. Okay. I mean, you should always respect them. I, if you get pulled over or you get stopped just do what they say if you feel like your rights are being violated you go file a complaint later on but you don't want to get into a situation where you're not doing what he says because you feel like your your rights are being violated he thinks he's doing the right thing and then y'all getting a little altercation for it just make things worse just do what they say then 
address it afterwards. So what about, um, so do you feel that when sometimes when excessive force or certain things happen, <clears throat> and then there's an uprising because cops get off, do you, do you feel that they're, as, as within anything, with, within our organization, there's an organization within the organization, and there, there, there is for cops too. Do you feel, how do you feel about that system in itself as someone that was a cop that, you know, for those that are putting a bad name on police? Do, do I think that they're getting off easier? No. Um, especially if, if it's coming into public eye. I mean, I think that they're, I mean, how, how, how can you get of it? Like the instance in New York that, that you're talking about. He, I guess, got off or something like that. I didn't really follow it. I mean, apparently they they found witnesses, they they video or whatever they found. I mean, I, I don't really know how he got off. If there was a grand jury, if there was any kind of uh, trial going on there, but I mean, obviously they found something where they said, okay, his actions weren't against that person because he's black or because you know he was going on a power trip. This because he felt like he had to use those things. Maybe he used them in, in the wrong way, like the chokehold or something. Maybe he didn't know how to use that. Um, I believe that was a banned hold that he used. Maybe. NYPD had banned that chokehold. Okay, see that comes down to training or just things that he re- reverted back to. Maybe he was in the military and that's, that's the kind of stuff they trained him. I, I, I don't really know. I mean, like I said, when you get involved in those things, you just revert back and you try to get it done as fast as you can try to contain the situation and he probably thought that he could he did it that way and then it just ended up bad I think that's it could, could just be that so do you feel well I ask you the same question then do you feel that more and more people are getting away with stuff and getting off I think it just has more exposure now okay. back to the cameras everybody's got a camera in their pocket now remember back in in uh, high school, when you better learn how to do this math, you're not going to carry a calculator around your pocket everywhere it goes. <laughs> yeah. What we do now. Um, I think some of the big points on that would be even if you're going to be stepped or looked up, down upon, I mean, I'm a part of the uh, electrical union, but I'm not afraid to call somebody out on their bullshit. And Sometimes you gotta, hey, you're a shitty fucking electrician. You can't be, a, you gotta, can't be scared to say that. If someone's a bad officer, or they're doing something they're not supposed to, and a good officer is gonna call, can't, shouldn't have to be afraid for their job and their position in the department for calling somebody out for doing something wrong. They shouldn't be. And back to what you said about the altercations, you, you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. If you're polite to the officer and assert your rights in a polite way, you don't go, oh, you're violating my goddamn rights. No, you can't. As soon as you escalate, they're going to escalate. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just got to calmly know what your rights are. In, like in a traffic stop, for instance. When they come and pull you over, what's the first thing they're going to ask for? License, registration, proof of insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, in the grand scheme of things, that's a Fifth Amendment violation because I'm giving you my papers. Now you know who I am. So you ask that officer, uh, can this information be used against me in a court of law? And of course he's going to say, yeah, because it's my information. I said, I'm going to relinquish this in violation 
under protest in violation of my Fourth and Fifth Amendment right. And then, shut up. I'm not going to say a word. I don't answer questions. I'm sorry, I don't ask, answer questions. And you just calm about it, be cool-headed, collected, and just assert your rights. And uh, the other big thing that I see a lot with my back to getting off on these charges is the, I feared for my life. I understand there's a lot of pressure in that job, and you're dealing with people that you don't know what their mental state is, if they have a weapon or anything, and if they're drunk or belligerent or high on PCP. But I fear for my life every day, too. And uh, I didn't realize how much, how dangerous my job is until my wife said one day, you know, when you give me and your son a hug and a kiss in the morning, do you realize that may be the last time I ever see you? Yeah, I fear for my life, but I don't use it as an, as an excuse. I see that being used way too often, in my opinion. But don't you take precautions? Yes. Because of that? Mm -hmm. And I mean... And I'm trained in it. Yeah, your job is different. I mean, you don't handle people. You handle wires and stuff like that. I mean, you, you kind of know... Yeah, some things are, are unexpected with that, but I mean, you got to take into account... I mean, there aren't... You don't think they're going to come... The wires are going to get up, jump out, and mm -hmm. come after you. You know what I'm saying? Like, as soon as you pull over, you don't think this guy's going to jump out and start shooting at you. Well, and that's when I, when I learned about the whole, why cops touch the back of the car. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned about that in the past year. And yeah, that, that, that shed some light on it actually made sense to me. For, for those that don't know, when you get pulled over by most cops, they touch the back of your car. And that is so their fingerprints on your car. And, you know, once you're found, they can just fingerprint that area and be like, yes, this is the one. And... Like I said, I know that's 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 a very high stress, dangerous job. There's the politics that are involved outside of it, as far as allocation of money and everything else, is extremely fucked up. I mean, look at our city in, in, in general. Mm -hmm. We have what five fucking police departments now for yeah. no fucking reason. <laughs> for this just county. because, yeah, just because <laughs> the fucking the they powers that be together. are having fucking beef. Mm -hmm. It's and then we just spent all this fucking money again reconsolidating after they split everything up and it's it's that puts stress on the officers that puts stress on a lot of other people that have nothing to do with that but sometimes that stress is put out in other ways like we've seen with the issue on tithing the that officer slammed the shit out of that small child <laughs> that i mean for the the reports that i've seen from it was they were confronting her because she had a fake id and you see him throw her to the ground, taser all this other shit. And when they're picking her back up, you get a clear shot of her face. She can't be like, what, 15, 16 years old, if that? Is this the one, like, uh, nighttime? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the other guy is actually the guy that, in the video, the, the statement that came out was that what we didn't see in the video is the guy went for the officer's weapon. But... It shows clear as day that he walked up and he was standing off to the side. Another officer confronted him, went back over to assist with the girl on the ground, and then came back over and started snatching the dude up and punching him in the face. Which, I don't know, that maybe that guy was drunk, maybe he was being a little wild with him, but from somebody standing still, a cop somewhere else, and then coming back and just basically jumping on the dude, that doesn't make sense to me. Do I, I feel that there is a 
and maybe maybe it's just because that's all we see these days. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a few, you know, feel good pieces with cops stopping here and there and playing basketball with kids and all the other shit. But the majority of what you see is cops beating the shit out of people. Yeah. And that's the few bad apples ruin the whole bunch. Well, and, then that, and that's the thing. But that, here's in some of those instances, was the excessive force needed? Mm-hmm. Yes. But with all of it what, 85% of what we see is cops beating people's asses, then it becomes a part of the cycle of all these, all cops are bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay, so I'm, I'm not going to defend it, but you got to, I mean, you always got to think about the situation. You always got to think about what's going on. I mean, maybe the camera didn't get an angle that the officer had because he was at a different angle than what the camera was. I mean, you never know what he saw. Um, like I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm not defending it, but but in these situations, you got you to always think, well, what what did the officer see? What could have happened? What did he think was going to happen? What happened before the camera was on? All that kind of stuff. So, just want to throw that I mean, out. she was she was a small woman, very and, small, and we don't know if you want to act like a fucking fool. You're gonna get treated like cops, one. I mean, that's what you're gonna get treated like one. Now, if she was calm, coolly collected, and was being very matter of fact, it would have been all right. But this generation, because most of these ones is this younger generation mm-hmm. that you see getting getting beat up and then all oh, it's excessive force. Well, they're the entitlement generation. Mm-hmm. They want it their way or no way, and they're going to get hot and heavy about it. Well, you got to have calm, cool, and collected. That guy's got a gun. And like, okay, like now I'm gonna. All right, we're gonna sit here and talk. You're gonna ask me questions. I can refuse to answer your questions until you detain me. And the and that that cop's gonna have more backup than you're ever gonna have. Mm-hmm. So if if there's a confrontation, and you think it's getting out of hand, you just need to calm down. And, and back down and just do what the officer says otherwise it's going to be a bad day for you just like it was for them the smartest thing to do is invoke your fifth amendment right the right to remain silent yeah just be quiet <laughs> you do not have to answer any questions without your lawyer present so with the two different point of views and especially with yours being a part of you know being a cop at one point in time if you if you could make the rules whatever setup possible how, how would you set everything up as far as the current with with the current climate with the police how would you how would you set things up would you you know allocate more money for training more more this more that and i, I know one of the major issues like that, that's been brought up is dealing with you know people with mental issues you know this country as a whole has basically thrown people with mental issues to the side. We shut down damn near every mental institution there was and we're just putting people in jail now. Yeah. And nobody's actually, you know, trying to assist and talk to these people. So what what would you do as, you know, you got a magic wand, you decide what goes on from here on out. As someone who was a part of the system, what would you do? I mean, I think these mental institutions do need to be opened back up, have somewhere for these places to go. Because like you said, we're filling our, j- our jails with these people and that's not the right place for them. But, I mean, it's really the only place that, as police, that we can take them to get them off the street just for the, just for the night, just, just for tonight. Maybe they'll come back tomorrow. They'll be okay. Um, I mean, in bigger cities like Savannah, you, you do get the specialized training in that. I mean, uh, probably, I don't know about the other municipalities around, but I think they do too. Maybe in some countryside areas, they don't have the money. They don't have the time. They don't have the people to really, uh, get the training that, that they need so it, it, it comes down to that too manpower money I mean, it's just all that but yes more training in 
and that would be ideal. But then again, we need somewhere to place them most of all, because like I said, they're, I mean, you see all these things bad happening, but you don't see the hundred times that we do make contact with these people and it turns out okay, we get them some help that, that, that we can give them and it turns out to be a good day. Robert? Uh, I think the biggest, uh, there's a couple things that if I was making all the rules is uh, when a lawsuit comes around, your city or state or government employees, that shouldn't be taxpayer money. That should be pension money coming out of their pension. You can sue their pension. We don't, um, if there's malpractice insurance at a doctor, we don't sue the hospital, we sue the doctor. Well, I, I think they, they they go for the big money. Yeah. Like when people sue, they go for the big money. We're going for the city. If you want to go for the officer, you can too. I think there are some instances that they do go for the officer personally, but they, they want the big money. That's mm -hmm. why they go for that. And uh, I had nothing. Sorry, I've no, 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 no. You're all right. All right. Uh, dang, my mind went blank on that. It happens. Yeah, we <laughs> smoked a lot of spice back in the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had some good times. So, with um, you were talking about the pension fund taking money from there with the lawsuits. Uh, obviously, that'd be way for than the police themselves. Hey, man. You go out there and you do something you're not supposed to do, you're taking away from me and my family now in retirement, mm -hmm. not the city. And the other biggest thing would, well, of course, the training, but I think publicity. Only time I ever, you know, really only ever see a police officer is if you do something bad. I see him at the gas station. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I helped a lady right there uh, about three months ago going to work. I left Quaka Road, and uh, I see a car in the ditch, and it's in the marsh. So I whipped back, back around because people are standing there. There's a few people, and they're panicking. And this woman's in, in the car, and it's a small car, and the water's fixing to start coming in there. So I get into the ditch, and I help her get out of the car and because uh, there ain't nobody there. I mean... That wants to do anything. Apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am an electrician and on the job, I'm a first responder if one of my guys get hurt. So I know how to handle that. I helped her get out, uh, made sure she was all right. And she was obviously coming back from a uh, boyfriend's house because she was dressed skimpy. And uh, I gave her my shirt because it was pretty chilly and she was soaking wet. And uh, officers get there and they ask me a couple questions about, did you see it? And then the first thing they asked me was, did you smell alcohol on her? I said, officer, that's not my job. As a first responder, my job is to make sure that woman's all right. It's not my job to worry if she's been drinking or not. And when I stopped my truck, I didn't care. My, my first care was to make sure she was all right. Well, okay, we'll, we'll just do a field sobriety test. She was pretty shaken up. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, from someone as, as that was a cop, if you pull up on something like that, they're in the ditch, in the water, you know, of course you're calling EMS, mm -hmm. but 
are you doing a field sobriety test on her? Did, or, well, it or, depends on what time of day. Is it middle of the night? Something yeah, like that. This was early like, in the morning. Six o'clock in the dressed, morning. Yeah, if she's dressed like that, then we know that she's been out all night, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it, it would be something. But, like, would that be something that would be done? Because, obviously, she's not leaving in that car. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? okay, so that, so that comes down to if she's been in an accident and she can't do it physically, then uh, either breathalyzer or take blood from her. Like so, if she's going to the, if if even if she's shaking up a little bit, she's going to the hospital or whatever. Are you doing something? But, but like, were they basically looking to do something specifically on scene? I believe so, because uh, at that point, uh, I made sure she was all right. I waited. The uh, the officers were the first ones on the scene, first responders. Then the fire department and EMS showed up, and uh, they asked me a couple questions, and I had to turn around, and go back to the house, and get my spare boots on because I, I mean I was up on my knees in the mud in the marsh to get her out mm-hmm. um, they had just mentioned to me and she was pretty shaken up she was scared and uh, that airbag got her pretty good I mean she didn't have any cuts or bruises or anything like that um, but she flew off in that ditch pretty fast because you could see where <laughs> she went in mm-hmm. and uh, she went she took a little roller coaster ride hmm. and uh I just sobered her up anyways. Um, <laughs> is, are, they, are officers really trained to escalate? No. So if they stop someone for speeding, are they getting out? I'm going to try to get this guy on DUI. I'm going to try to no, get okay. not at all. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, officers hate DUIs because you got to go to court. You got to... Uh, take time off, especially with with, with Savannah. On your days off after night shift, you gotta go sit in court all day. You gotta go back for night shift. It's just, it's constant. So it's just, as officers, we don't like them. Uh, we do them because we have to. That's that's about it. Because it, it's a danger on the road. If if it's bad enough for them to run off the road like that, I mean, we gotta at least look into it because there's a reason that that happened in that time of day. <laughs> So with anything like a traffic violation, because that's a code, a statute, that's not really a law. Mm-hmm. Um, always take it to court. Don't pay it because then you're admitting guilt. Take it to court. Wait to the last minute. Change the court date. And keep pushing it back, pushing it back, because then so what's happening, the city's paying overtime. And after a certain amount of time, they've actually paid more money to, for that officer to be there than they would get out of the ticket. Yeah. So keep pushing them back, and eventually they're going to weigh the way it's like, oh, well, we've spent $700 in this officer's overtime, and uh, the ticket's only worth $300. Well, I mean, I don't think they're ever going to get rid of that stuff anyways. But, I mean, they they do that sometimes. Like if, if, if the officer doesn't show up or something, they usually throw it out or whatever because mm-hmm. they can't get them in. So. Because we just deal, dealt with that for two years with the county. It wasn't the officer's fault. It was the court's fault mm-hmm. when uh that semi t-boned my wife um the officer said it was her fault well the insurance company come back and said it wasn't her fault well previously about a year before that she had gotten a little fender bender went online and said dismissed officer didn't show well they still suspended her license so in that accident, they got her for driving on suspended license and following too close. Mm-hmm. We fought that for two years mm-hmm. because after the county courthouse was hacked, mm-hmm. we looked online because you can't pay it there. They say go online, the county clerks. And uh, we pushed it all the way to state court. 
because the uh, probate or municipal judge, when he first go to traffic court, he said, uh, plead not guilty, push it to state court. At that point, he could have thrown it out because there was no record of any ticket that she had ever gotten in the system. We used her name and her old driver's license number and the ticket number and the case number, and nothing would ever come up. Hmm. So we finally, and the DA pulled her to the side when we finally took her to state court and said, okay, uh, well, you're going to have to pay something. Let's uh, pay this following too close and we'll let everything else drop. Two years. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. Did they I mean, reinstate her license? I had to pay for it. I mean, that's just bad and, bookkeeping. And, <laughs> I mean, and, and now it's, right now it's, it's crazy trying to get insurance. Because the accident was ruled not her fault. Well, now no insurance company wants to, because on the insurance report, it still shows that she was driving with a suspended license. Mm-hmm. That should have never been suspended in the first place. And that's not the officer's fault. That's yeah, that's, that's a, a clerk of court's fault. Yeah. So back to what you were talking about before with, you know, what would what would help fix the, the total system with the police. I think one of the biggest things that, that doesn't really get talked about very much is having individuals, like if you are going to police an area, I feel it should be, we, we need more people going into the police that are in from different areas. Mm-hmm. Because like you you live in Effingham, mm-hmm. but you... I grew up in Pooler. Yeah, you grew up in Pooler, but your beat was basically Savannah. You know, you didn't grow up in those areas. You don't know. Side, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know any of that until yeah. I became a and cop. You're been, so now you don't know anything about that area until you actually start patrolling and then learning the streets and all that other stuff. But yeah. you don't know yeah. anything about the people in the area. You don't know anything about the diversity of the area. You don't know anything about the social issues of the area. And you're in charge of making sure these people abide by the rules and laws, yeah. but don't know nothing about it. I see that as a major, major issue, you know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but there's... But there's major diversity in big cities like this. Yes. Like, I mean. But as we all know from people that live here, the east side is totally different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The east side I, is totally I agree. different. But I mean, that, again, that comes with experience. That comes with good training. Yeah. I mean, if you're out there with, you're training with an officer, he should show you these things. Hey, this is how you should, should talk to him. And in his own encounters, this is what's going but on. But don't you think it would be good to have people from that area police that area? Because, I mean, back in the day, way back in the day, when the, the, the cops in your area, you knew them by name. You knew what was going on. They knew the people in the area. They knew, all right... We automatically know we're going over this house. This person's kind of off their rocker. They maybe didn't take their medication today. We know how to handle this. Mm-hmm. But you going over somewhere, you don't know anything about the area, and you know this person's kind of off their rocker, didn't take their medication today. That shit can escalate very quickly. Yeah, I mean, over time, you like I learned that very quickly. Which houses are troublemakers? Which houses I, I need to act a certain way toward? And then, uh, but I mean. Do you expect them to go in there and hire, say, hey, we're hiring, you know, come be a police officer. I mean, we'll, and then they, they don't. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You yeah. Know? You can't you can't really make them. <laughs> That's true. That's you true. Know? I mean, they they have, they're, they're officers like in Savannah that grew up there, uh, lived there their whole lives. But, I mean, you can't make them be the police. You know, it's, it's a job. I, I see it as a calling. Certain people want to do it certain people handle it better than others some people just can't handle it they're out pretty quick so I mean I grew up I grew up in far south in Georgia you can go you know mm-hmm. a little ding-a-ling 
and the bottom of Georgia. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, uh, I could throw a baseball across the Florida, the uh, Georgia Florida line. Well, uh, it was county cop, mm-hmm. and uh, it it was thirteen miles to the closest city in Charlton County in Georgia, and uh, there's two county cops that p- patrol. There's one on the south end and one on the north end. Charlton County is the fifth largest county in the state of Georgia. But they knew everybody. They knew who the troublemakers were. I was... You were one? Huh? <laughs> I said you were one? No, 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 no. I was, uh, I, I kept my nose clean and everything, but uh, I, I got in the trade. I was a young apprentice, and uh, I was having a good time with my parents, and uh, I was out late drinking, but I lived in Folkestone at the time, which is 36 miles, and uh, I was pretty hammered. And I, I rolled through the stop sign because it's in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like three, be out here. It's three o'clock in the morning. Rolled through a stop sign. Where traffic's slow anyways. As soon as I turned, I seen the officer. Like, oh, here we go. <laughs> he followed me three miles to the volunteer police, uh, volunteer firehouse. He says, you know why I pulled you over? I said, yeah, I California rolled that stop sign. He says, no, uh, I seen you tap your brakes and your rear brake drum is uh, blowing brake fluid out. He says, where are you going? I said, I just let my parents going back home. And I knew the guy. He knew me. I mean, everybody knows everybody. So you've been drinking? I said, yep. He's like, all right, I'm going to follow you to your house. If you hit that line, the white line or that yellow stripe line, I'm pulling you over. I'm taking you to jail. He followed me 30 miles to my house. I got out. He said, that's your one time and only time. Get you out here and I smell alcohol. I'm throwing you in jail. I mean, I, I was I was nervous as shit. Yeah. In, in the dark, pine trees, uh, two lane road through I the mean, pine tree forest. Generally, how long ago was that? That was a while ago. I shit, assume. No, uh, probably two thousand six, two thousand seven. Oh, okay. I mean, that's generally what you get in the rural areas. But I mean, that's something I would say that he shouldn't have done. <laughs> it's because. I mean, you could still hurt yourself and mm-hmm. not anybody else. So, I mean, I I wouldn't have done that. If if he was going to give you a break, he would have he should have called somebody. He could have done something else because I'd let you drive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I would have walked to my I, parents' house. Was a, yeah. I'd walk three miles <laughs> through the woods. So, I mean, that's that's something I got to say. No, I wouldn't have done that. All right. So, sir, closing arguments on police? I think there has to be a culture change on both sides. And we know a culture change has to happen in the generation. You can't have a culture change now. The culture change comes with this next generation that's coming up. And the culture change has to be on both sides. I think uh, in the 24-hour news cycle we we live in today, uh, sensationalized news stories are always the bad stories. Social media. They're not... uh, if you have a police officer that I think was in Washington that went up and brought a lot of police officers to go to a lemonade stand kids were running and they were donating all their proceeds to charity. Mm-hmm. That gets the bottom line. Uh, officer over here, uh, excessive force, it gets the top line. Mm-hmm. That's be a culture change. Citizens need to know their rights and be polite. Because if you're, you catch more fl- flies with honey than vinegar, mm-hmm. know your rights. And then the, I believe the officers have to know that, hey, these people are actually starting to know their rights. If they know their rights, I can't escalate it. Because I do see it a lot of these videos that these citizens do know their rights. And then at that point, when they're asserting their rights in a p- polite way, the officer escalates it. So there has to be a culture change on both sides, I believe. 
and it starts young. We can't teach them to fear the police. No, we can't teach them that. You've got to know your rights and respect authority. Chris? I have to agree with that. And then I have to also say, if you see something on the news, take it with a grain of salt about personal videos. If you don't know what happened before the videos, you don't have all the angles that say the officer has. You don't know the situation, why he was called there. I mean, just what happened in the video happened in the video, but don't pass judgment until you understand everything. Reports, if you want to look into it deeper, uh, if the officer has a body camera, that usually shows a lot. Um, and when it comes down to contact with officers, you got, you, you got to remember, they're, they're people too. They have families. They know, they, they're they not out there to get you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there are a few bad apples, but generally, I mean, they're like everybody else and they just want to be, they just want to go home at the end of the day. They don't want to cause any problems. I mean, if they run into something, then they're going to go in there and protect you. They're going to run towards gunfire where you run, or run away. And that's, that's what you should think of when you think of the police. All right, so let's uh, let's pivot to a extremely hot button topic these days: abortion. Mm. I know me and you have had conversations <laughs> on Facebook about it. Uh, Robert, I haven't really talked to you a whole lot about it. Where do you stand? Well, uh, my views since I've had a kid have kind of leaned more towards the center and more towards the right with it. Um, I still uh, feel that it's all right. Abortion is all right. Um, I'm more to the point now where, uh, of course, after a certain point, you shouldn't be able to have an abortion and you shouldn't be able to use it as birth control. I mean, it's birth control. That's a big thing with me. Mm -hmm. It takes two to tango. You got to... If you're going to have unprotected sex, you got to be ready for it. I mean, my son wasn't planned. We weren't going to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm worried about a lot of these southern Bible Belt states taking it a little too far. They're not... A little? Yeah. <laughs> a little too far. Even, uh, did, I, I don't know, Alabama's laws are way, way, way far. I wouldn't say that's a little too far. And just like with any law that's written, you can always find a loophole to either make it for good or you can find the loophole for bad. Me and my wife have had this debate quite a few times that she sees, and I can see where she's coming from, because I, when we debate, I play devil's advocate all the time. <laughs> and, uh, I'm pretty good at that, too. So yeah. <laughs> she sees that if this, we use Alabama a lot, that if it goes and keeps going, that that fetus now has more rights than the mother does. And can they stretch it in? Well, well this, this woman had a miscarriage. Well, why did she have a miscarriage? And then they investigated the miscarriage. Well, uh, you took too many Tylenol. Now you're in prison for life. Okay. That's one. I didn't think about that. But I know with me and you talked about Alabama's laws. Uh, the, the whole extent of it being completely illegal, even in cases of rape and incest, that makes no fucking sense to me. 
Uh, I forgot. Is that like up to the heartbeat in, in Alabama? No, or? Georgia is the heartbeat belt. Georgia's six weeks. Okay. Alabama is period all, none all conception. Yeah, period. I thought I thought you still could. Nope. Up to a certain point. You can uh so it has to be medical? Yes, for medical purposes. Like if you carrying that child is going to cause the mother harm. Okay. But if you get raped or in cases of incest where you can go full term with no issues, you have to have that baby. Okay. I mean that that comes down to your perception of, of what you are ending. Like like you said, carry the child and he says fetus. I mean it's just that's that's the perception. If my my view is upon conception, that's a that's a life. Okay. That's 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 just my view. Um, and when I think of it like that, I think okay, but this is just, the child. It, it needs to be protected. Um, I mean, you can't. So, rape and incest. That's something that was forced upon the woman. But then ending the life of the child is another bad thing being forced upon an innocent person too that's that's how i see it so you think uh, and that's that's why i brought it up with you before when we was talking about it because you have three kids mm -hmm. all daughters mm -hmm. <laughs> good times <laughs> all daughters <laughs> yeah yep. so if that was a nationwide law and heaven forbid something like that was to ever happen to one of your kids you would be okay with her having to carry as a rape victim, having to carry her aggressor's child. I would have a serious conversation with her and, and, and explain my... No, I'm, I'm not even talking about your point of view. I'm talking okay. about the law itself. If she said, you know, she wants to get rid of the baby because she doesn't, she doesn't want to carry some fucking drunk or just psychotic asshole's baby that raped her. If she's going to, if she wants to do it, she'll... She'll probably find a way to do it. Like, like you said, there, there are loopholes. Um, I mean, that's tough. It's, it is tough, especially if you come down personally. Um, I mean, I see the laws as you're okay, as the government's okay with it, society is okay with killing an unborn child. That's how I see the laws as. Um, it's, it's really hard when it comes down to what when it happens to you and like I said I would talk to her if there was a law in place I mean I'm I'm fine with that law if she wants to get it done just like a lot of other laws or loopholes around it it's going to get done no matter what um and then I mean that that'll be that I, I mean it's just really hard it's it's hard to determine that but like I said I would I hope my viewpoints get uh get passed down to her about a, a life is a life upon conception. You you have a child and you are you going to punish that child for something somebody else did? So do you even believe in the use of plan B? What's that, the morning after? Mm-hmm. I haven't really thought about it, honestly. Um, so that's just the morning after you take a pill. Mm -hmm. over. I think it's what, 72 hours of the morning after? Something works. like that. I don't really know. It, because what if it's not a baby in there and you're just taking it because you're being safe, you know? I don't know. Robert? Well, we have uh, 
millions of children in this country that don't know if they're going to have dinner tonight. They don't know if they're going to have a place to, to lay their head tonight. So we should go out and kill homeless people because they no. don't have a place to live? No. no. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's an argument. Dude. But uh, those <laughs> are... Those are human beings that have been born. Mm-hmm. And with these laws that they're passing in the Bible Belt, I believe that they're giving unborn children, fetuses, more rights than six and seven year old kids. How they give them more rights by just letting them live. Poverty's poverty. Right. It, whether you're a child or an adult. So mm-hmm. I don't know why poverty is a reason for determining whether you live or not. Well, and then also one of the arguments I've seen online is, all right, carry the baby, put it up for adoption. Yeah. And we all, everybody who pays any attention knows how fucked up the adoption system is. I agree. That that needs to be reformed. It it should cost more to have an abortion than to adopt. That's what I feel. (laughs) I mean, like if you want to go adopt... All you should do is do background check. Are you going to be good parents? Okay, you know, a couple hundred bucks, whatever. And it should be, you know, the 14000 to do the abortion. <laughs> you know, it should be swapped. That's that's what I feel about that. Robert? I think, me as a man, how can I dictate to a woman what she does with her body? I can't dictate to her what she does with her body. That's not my body. How is a man can I make laws for a woman? I can't do that. And how can she make laws for me? She don't have my body. But see, then that comes down to that's not the woman's body anymore. If there's, if, if I believe as as I do on conception, then there's a different body in there. I mean, a woman doesn't have two heartbeats. A woman doesn't have two brains. It doesn't have four legs, four arms. There's some. There's another person in there that, that you are protecting. Well, then I'm I mean, you can't I'm, do with the body. I'm, we're saying you can't kill another person. Another body. Believe me, and you had the conversation where I made the counter argument of, okay, well, if that's a, if that's a body, if that's a person, if that's a life, why do we only start counting it as a life? In cases of, you know, if if someone kills that mother, then they can get double homicide. Right. But if when the baby's born, you know, the day the baby comes out of the womb, that's when we start counting its life. I mean, that's just how it is. If you want to start on conception, I'm fine with changing it. <laughs> that's, that's, just how the, that's just how they've always done it. I mean, if, you, if we want to well, change just, it, I'm Just because it's the way we've always done it doesn't mean it's right. Right. I mean, if you want to change it, let's go. Let's go. Well, I mean, I don't, want to, I, I, don't, I don't want to change it. I, I, I just, that was, that was one of my counter arguments to that before. I, I, I agree with Robert where I shouldn't have a say other than I believe if, like, I've never paid for an abortion I bought plenty of plan B done that before but I've never had to have that conversation where you know the decision was was you know it's always been hey we gotta go to the store because everybody you know was just like hey we got lives we, we're trying to Man. do things right now but the the I do believe in cases of consensual sex there should be a conversation between the mother and the father but as of right now, the father doesn't have the rights to it either. I mean, it's it's her that's body. True. It's her. That's you know. that's something I think should change too. Like, what's that's that's the father's child also. So, 
what about him? And, and the but at the same time, the father, you're not dealing with the sickness, you're not dealing with the pains, you're not dealing with everything. But at the end of the day, you want to take home, like, if she has the baby, are you saying, all right, you can go on with your life now and I'll take the baby? If, if they want to, that's fine. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's consensual sex. You, you know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm for abstinence, uh, contraception, motherhood, and adoption. That's what I'm for. There's, there, there's four choices that, that the mother could make that's totally their rights to choose which one they want to do. The only thing I'm saying is don't kill a life because it's convenient. Robert? This is kind of a big scope that goes past abortion. It's the government meddling in things in my life and everybody's life that they shouldn't be meddling in. Laissez-faire, Thomas Paine, hands off. Keep your hands off of my life. Don't pass no laws that are going to infringe on my life as long as I'm not going to harm another human or put another human in danger. That's the libertarian in you. Mm -hmm. you I mean, I feel the same way. As long as uh, on a day-to-day basis, if... More laws don't get anything except more confusion. And I think most of these laws are political footballs. Mm -hmm. That's basically what it is. Just kick kick the can down the road. Yeah, I mean, and then, which a lot of people, which pissed off a lot of people, was the governor that signed that bill into law is a woman. And it pissed off a lot of people in Alabama. It's like, hey, but I I pissed them off because they can't attack them. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what pissed them off. The, they didn't say is oh, some some white man assigned this law and anything. Well, and then the, the people that 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 was one of the bigger issues before it got signed in the law is the majority, the entire panel of people that voted for yeah. it were old white men. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's new shit out now that one of them I'm I'm about to look into myself, which is a basically a birth control for for men. They, they have the pills, and there's a gel now that you just basically, you know, it's like androgel for fucking, if you want testosterone. That's crazy, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, that's something, and then there was that fucking, there's a, there's another thing where you can do where they actually put, like, a, a switch on your vast deference, which shuts it on and off, but, you know, you got a girl riding you like that's crazy. Cool. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen there either. But, I agree with you, Robert, that the, I, I don't have... Other than in situations where an actual relationship is being taken place, as a because I mean, you know, you get a girl pregnant on a one night stand, you're not going to be that guy like, yeah, we should keep that baby. But long term relationship, hold on, sorry. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. Um, the I don't I don't think that. Like I said, other other than cases of like serious relationship, a conversation can be had, but. I think the system is way too screwed up now to, and there's, there's several arguments as of why the abortion ban, you know, one of the conspiracy theories out there is that white people are declining. So they don't want to get, they don't want nobody to have abortions to bring their numbers back up. I think that's a pretty far fetched. Like we were, de- Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. The, the, the amount, I mean, the numbers, you, you know, black people, have more abortions than white people, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, through Planned Parenthood <laughs> I mean, and everything. But I also feel that, that you know, most of that... So Granted, so, having a kid changes your life. Yeah. But it does not always... And this is going to sound fucked up, but it does not always change your life for the positive. You know, if... 
if you're like, and that's one of the things that, that that's been talked about before with the, the the boost in the economy and the boost in in Western civilization was once women were allowed to take part in the workplace, prolonged school, and be a part of society. Once we enforce these laws saying, all right, if you get pregnant, then basically you have to go through all this. We have very shitty system in place as far as childcare, mm-hmm. a very shitty system in place as far as maternity leave. We're one of the only Western civilizations that don't have paternity leave, so the father can stay involved throughout those specific well, times I mean, in childhood. You talk about less government control, so you're saying the government's going to come in and say, "Hey, you need no, to give no, these people leave." No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that at <laughs> okay. all. I'm saying just within with within organized labor itself. That's things we could be asking for mm-hmm. the different and and by simply saying, "Okay, cool." Like right now, maternity leave for most is what four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, no, you can have then, up to 12. Okay, well, from the time either of your wives had babies within that three months, were they really ready to go back to work where yeah. your kid was able to, you know, you? I mean, you got a three-month-old baby. Are you ready just to hand that kid off no. and go on that's back why, to work? And That's why my wife quit her job and she stays, yeah. stays at home now. That's what mine does. <laughs> but that puts a major strain on, on the household. That puts a major in, in one of the biggest... I mean, still the biggest reason for divorce in this country is financial issues. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're putting these laws are not only infringing upon a, a person's rights to decide how to live their life and how to how to how to. But but no, because they made that decision when they committed that. Come on, they, Chris. Everybody they, loves fucking. They do. <laughs> they do. But then you have to think of the consequences, though. Like, do you love it enough to to have a child in you. Okay, so... And then for the rest of your life. As of right now, you 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 have three kids. Mm-hmm. And we were joking outside earlier. I was talking shit saying, what are you going to go for five? Mm-hmm. As of right now, you have three kids. I, as a grown man, of course, you're, you know, if your wife is healthy enough to, as of the last baby, you're still fucking. Are you using protection right now? Or is it, hey, if another one pops up, it pops up? If another one pops up, it pops up. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, that's, I, I mean that's, that's, that's your life, and I, I yeah. respect your decisions. Now, I mean, you you also know what happened earlier in my life. I yeah. got my first uh, wife pregnant before we were married. We, we tried it. It didn't work out. And, I mean, the, the, uh, the thought crossed my mind for, for, for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, this, my, my life is over. What's going to happen? And, I mean... I, honestly, that made me get my stuff together. It, it, it made me. That's why I, I quit R and R because mm-hmm. I needed a better job, uh, benefits, things like that. It mm-hmm. made me. It kind of pushed me into being the police officer in the first place. Um, I mean, that turned out to be a, a good thing for me. It, it, at, at the beginning, it looked like my life was over, but then it turned out to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was rough patches along the way, but I'm coming from a point where I was there in that situation before. So it's not like I don't want people to think that. I'm coming out here, you know, had you know perfect life, or whatever. Got married, had kids. No, that's not that's not what happened. I had one when I was 20, and I just had uh, two more here recently. So just want to throw that out there. So what about you? You and your wife? Your son's four now. Are you? I mean, are you using protection, or if it happens, it happens, yeah, or pull out method? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much yeah. it. <laughs> but. Uh, if you look at it, it's mostly the 
people that get most abortions and the women that get most abortions in the country are minorities and lower income. And uh, what happens? You look at that class of people and uh, most of those children don't have a father in the house. They're not getting the proper sexual education in school uh, because especially here in the Bible Belt, the only thing is abstinence and we know teenagers aren't going to do abstinence. It's a whole lot of ass fucking. They yeah. get more sex ed on the school bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or on the phones now. Yeah. 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 Porn's, yeah. porn's rampant everywhere. And yeah. uh, there's got to be education with this. And they all know what the consequences are. They but do. when you're when you're 14, 15, 16, <laughs> even in the, shit, I don't, 25, I didn't, I knew what the consequences <laughs> were, yeah. but real life didn't set in. And, mm-hmm. and, and most of the time it is younger people getting these it's mm-hmm. not it's not people in their 30s and their 40s because they're already set up to do this and uh i don't i don't know i can only speculate on why a woman would want to get a, an abortion is it because she's looking at where she's coming from and she don't want to continue that cycle because uh she's 16 uh, i haven't finished high school uh what do i have to look forward to yeah, you you get pregnant. You're in the middle of school, mm-hmm. middle of college, just starting your career out. Have great prospects, and as shitty as it sounds to say, having a child is a setback in life for for a lot of people. You know, having have you know getting pregnant and having a kid, you know, just unplanned. Yeah, is. unplanned is you know every your entire. Like, like I talked about earlier, I'm, I'm not looking to have a kid anytime soon. If it happens, it happens. But the I have a trajectory and a plan in place in my life that would have to be ripped up and thrown away. And I would have to sit down at the drawing board and start all over. For And, and especially for people that are in certain positions in life where they're just about to their goal, just about to make it. To where they can be, you know, continually be a productive citizen in society that now has to, all right, all of that shit has to go on hold. Or I can come out of my pocket 400 bucks and we can keep this going. And when we're actually at a better place in life, we can reassess. Okay, so we're, we're still talking about convenience, about ending a life. Is that convenient for me in my life to end this life? That's that's the whole issue. But if you're in an extremely, extremely city, shitty situation, because like we said, most of them are low-income minorities that are in, you know, already shitty areas in life, shitty areas as, as far as where you physically live, as far as your financial situation, you know, we're, and I mean, then that, we, that, we're, we're continuing a shitty cycle by telling people, hey, even though you're in a really shitty situation, nobody's here to help you. You have to figure this out. Well, then why is nobody here to help you? So that so that comes to a culture change. Family units, even... But well, the family units basically been destroyed in this country. When Nixon, when he pumped the streets full of drugs and split up the families. Because if you look at it, most African-Americans, the father's not in the picture. Well, it, it, is it because of drugs or the way the welfare system is set up? Well, the welfare system really started when he started pumping the drugs in, into the streets. Yeah, but I mean, you, you get more money if the father isn't living in the home. You get, you know, the free housing, you get the money, you get the Well, but the government makes the, more money and, and these privatized prison systems make a shit ton more money because of the current laws in place 
where all right, cool. What what they pump the sit the you know, and it's it's fucking well known. It is what what you're talking about with Nixon and all the other shit. It is fact <laughs> at this point in time that. You know the 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 cities were fucking a lot of inner cities were infused with drugs. The fucking paperwork has been brought out that the CIA was bringing in cocaine years ago, and it it, it fucked a lot of things up. And there's still a shitty fucking cycle because when you're born into a shitty situation, you have to strive even harder to get out of it. And time after time, when you're trying shit, trying shit, trying shit, trying shit, nothing works. Fucking, I'm gonna go sell coke. But then, I mean, that comes down to personal responsibility. That's like, it does go down to personal responsibility. Are you going to make this decision to do this, and what's going to happen? You you see what happened before, so why are you going to make that same decision again? You know, because some people just don't have a way out. I mean, that is that is that is an undisputable then, fact. Then, then that comes to the culture change. Why don't you have a way out? Because I mean, the system in itself is fucked up. The system in itself is fucked up. These children are born to single mothers, and what happens? It's either the grandparents who raised them or the system is because that single mother has to go out and work. So, so where's the father then? The father's so more he, most likely in jail. So, so he chose to make to, to do something to to get himself in jail. He chose to do something <laughs> that was where the system, where, where the way the system is designed, he chose to do something where he can excel and provide for his family. Exactly. He so so he chose to to break a well known law. Sometimes and, and, you gotta do and, it, man. Instead of going out there striving and working hard. Sometimes you. I mean, it's I mean, it's, it's, I, it's I, a well-known fact that I sold drugs right up until I topped out a fucking until I became a journeyman <laughs> to have fucking money. You know, <laughs> I, I had a fucking steady day-to-day job, but that was that was not fucking like literally. And with so, and then you go to jail because. There was nothing out there for you because, okay, so for one instance, our school system and the college system is completely fucked up. It is completely fucked up. Tell me one thing that you learned from K-12 that you still actively use today other than math. How to wake up early. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and, then, and then after that, in order to get a higher education, you basically have to put yourself through debt. And mm-hmm. instead of to, to be able to make some money, which is a whole nother, that's another podcast we're going to have later about, you know, most people don't understand. You make more money as a tradesman. Yeah. <laughs> electrician. I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about the union. I didn't. What the fuck just happened? Do we have my recording? No, no my just computer blanked just blanked out. Oh, boy. Uh, it's still recording. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, strange. Yeah. The system in itself is... And then, like I said, between for to get a higher education, you know, there 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 are those special cases where there's kids that are working their way through school. But even when you come out of school, one of my closest friends and a guy I do the fucking podcast with went in the military, got his school paid for, has a fucking hell of a degree, and the only thing he can do with that degree, other than busting his ass right now to be a journalist, is to go be a high school fucking or any kind of school teacher. Making thirty, forty thousand dollars a year, yeah. which is shit. It is. It's fucking shit. I mean, the poverty line is set at what twenty three thousand, twenty four thousand dollars a year. Yeah. It's shit. And what? We're, and what is that? That is the the low income, fucking base pay, minimum wage bullshit jobs out there. Mm-hmm. But you're basically stuck in a fucking system. It all boils down to control. That's what it boils down to: control. Everything boils down to we got to control these people. 
That's what it I mean, see, about it. If, if the shit hit the fan in this country tomorrow like it did in 2008. And, and it's going to. It's got, going to happen yeah. very soon. And there was no work out there for electrician. Mm-hmm. They weren't building anything. They were doing small maintenance stuff. And I couldn't find, because now there's thousands and thousands of people unemployed for a handful of jobs. I would do whatever it would take to have food on my family's table, even if it was illegal, because my first responsibility in this world is not to the government and their fucking laws, is to make sure my family has food on the table and a roof over their head. And I, I totally understand that. I mean, that, I would sell drugs. I'd hook out there on the corner of 17 and walk the road. I'd do whatever <laughs> it took to make sure well, my son and my wife had food in their belly, had a roof over their head. But then that law came out, and then you get in trouble for it, and then you're gone. And then, and then that's, that's the risk you take, which I understand. But then again, back to my situation, I was having crap pay. Wherever I was, R and R or or the police department starting out, I wouldn't get anything. I was having to pay child support. I mean, I even around all that bad stuff in the police department, I could probably get into, you know, dirty cops and stuff like that, and stuff I could do. I, I chose to stay away because it, it it wasn't right. I wanted to be again. It comes back to having to get to. I, I wanted to be the good good dad to to my kids, and I chose not to go in that path because I knew if something happened, I wouldn't be there for them. I mean, all comes down to personal responsibility in that situation. If you want to go go that path, or you can find somewhere else to make money, that's that's also the beauty of the capitalism system. If you want, if you find a legal way to make money, just then go and make it. But if I get busted and I'm in jail mm-hmm. for doing something illegal, it's now easier for them to get government assistance because I'm out of the picture. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, they're, they're set up. That's the way. problem with the well. The problem with the welfare system. You get the dad out of the picture. And then you, you and have the money, world. but then you don't have the discipline on the and and the structure of a family for the children to come up. And yeah, that's the way with the, the government the, to control. Oh, we got to rely on the government. That's a way for the government to control you. And even with the gov- with the welfare system, once you're involved in the welfare system, you're basically stuck. You know, with with low yep. income housing. Yeah, because if you go get a job, you have to uh, you have to say, "Hey, we, we're making this. Oh, we're, we're going to take this away." Yeah, so, and then you get then you yeah. still have no way to provide because you go get this job, and okay, so now you got this job and you're making an extra five hundred bucks a month, mm-hmm. which isn't shit. Right, five hundred bucks a month is what? Five hundred bucks is what? Every two weeks in groceries for you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? That's not that's that's not shit anymore. You know, and then that's that goes back to with the way the whole system is designed, you know, and, and I guarantee you every single woman that's ever had an abortion is not fucking happy about it. It was a decision that they made in their life at that time and because order for of life the to decision continue. they made a few weeks earlier. It, it it all comes down to that because of the, the decision they made and they choose they're choosing to end a life out of convenience because they weren't responsible enough. That's all. Well, a life is a life. Then, if we go with, we should get rid of death penalty. Then. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, just, just keep them in there. Keep, well, no, keep no, them. No, I'm not Kill okay them. with that either. Okay. Kill them. Get rid of them. <laughs> How much money does it cost us for us to fucking for, for? I mean, you go on death row and you're there for 15, 20 years. How much money does that cost us? A lot. Well, I mean, because all right, well, think of it this way: you're there for 15, 20 years because because of the court appeals system. process. Yes. Right. I mean, if you want to streamline that bad boy, I mean, you go right ahead. But, I mean, if you want to get rid of the death penalty, and if if the choice is, all right, well, you're going to be pro-life all the way, get rid of the death penalty, I would get rid of that to save babies. 
Stop hitting the table. Stop hitting the table. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I don't know. I, 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 I totally disagree. I think, you know, because, with, with because of your the, view on what a life is, that's 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 why that that's what the, the disagreement is. Be but see, at, uh, life, but on, on, on but on a day to day basis, as 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 human beings, the only lives we give a fuck about is those that are within our circle. Mm-hmm. We with that yes, there is mass media appeal over the mass shootings and shit that happen. But on a day to day basis, so uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson got in trouble recently because of his tweet. About yeah, like yes, these thirty people died these two days, but within that two day period, there was another six hundred something people that died. So on average in the United States, three to four hundred people die every fucking day. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Nope. But now that there's a baby involved, a possible child, because just because conception happens doesn't mean it's going to go full term. Uh, you know, You're miscarriages. Right. Things, things happen. Miscarriages are a huge thing in today's world because of pretty much because of the American standard diet, but you know, and the, the lifestyle choices that we make. But you know, fucking, you live out in Effingham. Meth heads get pregnant all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Do you want that baby brought into this world? I would advise them to give it up for adoption if they're going to continue on their path of using drugs. But then we just literally. 10, 15 minutes ago, talked about how fucked up the adoption right, system is. Right, and that needs to change. It's and like, that's, we're let's, putting... Let's go for the adoption stuff instead of, and leave, I mean, leave the abortion stuff alone. Let's let's go after adoption. Let's let's streamline that. Get get the ch- children out of foster care. Let's get them to good homes. And then after that, then maybe we can tackle abortion. I know it's rough. These people, I, I know these heartbeat bills are just coming down and just slapping everybody in the face like, what was going on? I mean, it's basically, the somebody was talking about it uh, maybe last month or something. And it was like, all of this is basically, none of them, they're, they're bills, but all of them are going to be fought in court and they're all going to go up to the Supreme Court. And it's basically, they're being made as a challenge to Roe v. Wade. Right. That's basically what the system is. And every state is coming up. And Alabama now, was just the one that went as far fucking right now, as possible. But before Roe v. Wade, I believe there, there wasn't any laws dictating whether you can or can't have it, right? Mm-hmm. And then Roe v. Wade said that you can't have it or, or, or saying the states can't put any restrictions on it or something like that, right? That's that's what the reason for Roe v. Wade was. Mm-hmm. So all so even if it does go up to the Supreme Court and they do strike down Roe v. Wade, all it's going to do is allow states to make their own rules about it. Instead and of that goes government. between the separation of, of uh, the federal government and the state and local municipalities. Right. Which I'm fine with. So you're going to states' say, rights versus you're going you know, to see federal laws. New York say, okay, it's okay to board up to 40 weeks. And then you're gonna say, yeah, like, I don't. That now, like, it's as much as I'm as much as I'm okay <laughs> with women making their own decisions. I don't believe in late term abortions. No, but, no. but see, that's that's exactly what's going to happen. It's, it, if they strike down Roe v. Wade, it's, it's it's not going to be, hey, you can't ha- you can't have an abortion over the entire state. I mean, the entire U.S. States are going to come down and make their own rules about it, which I'm perfectly fine with. If you want to go to another state and have an abortion, I mean, that's their law. I'm not going to be okay with it. But I don't like the federal government saying. Okay, you, you can have this or you can't have this kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? But then the states could still penalize you. Like, let's take for instance, because uh, I think that was a part of Alabama's too. Like, if you're an Alabama citizen and you go to Georgia to have an abortion and come back, mm-hmm. you still have to abide by Alabama laws. And we're like, hey, what happened to that baby? Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know anything about that. So yeah, that's new to me. Everything. With this debate here, you got to look at the big picture, and I'm getting better at looking at big pictures here. <laughs> uh, it's all about a way, because 
these things, these topics we're debating usually don't come around until what? Election cycle, right? Mm -hmm. It's a way to divide the country into two separate parts. Yeah. Keep us divided and keep us controlled. I agree. Well, that's part of why I wanted to have this because where I sit on the political spectrum, I'm kind of what would be classified as old school blue dog Democrat. You know, you are staunch Republican, conservative for most of your values, and you are kind of middle of the road lately. Mm -hmm. The reason I wanted to do this is because it needs to be shown in this day and age that the three of us have completely different views on a lot of different shit, but we agree on a lot of shit at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we don't literally have to sit there and argue at each other all day on Facebook or yell back and forth over the media, the left and the right and all that other bullshit. That's what. That's why I wanted to do this and put it out there so people know you can have conversations with people. You can move forward and not just like, hey, that guy's a fucking Republican. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's, I mean, we're all people. I'm a little more fucked up than most, but we're all people. <laughs> the whole country as a whole has forgotten how to work together, even through our differences. Right. You yeah. know what? You know when we work together, mass tragedies. Yes. The last time we all were together on one specific issue was 9/11. Mm -hmm. And what's fucked up is 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 the world climate is something like that's going to happen again. Yeah. See, because they're not scared of. You being over there and calling me an asshole, you don't want to talk. They're scared of this. Mm -hmm. When we, at the people, can sit down and work together, even through our differences, because eventually we'll have common ground, and we won't be divided on the basic things: Republican, Democrat. We won't be divided on sex. We won't be divided on race. Yes, everyone has different views, but that's why they bring this stuff up. A separated, a divided people is a conquered people. If they make us a slave to their system, uh, check the check, we get doing this, they're, mm -hmm. we're controlled. That's why I'm all with y'all with less government control. I mean, I'm like, mm -hmm. let's go ahead and tear it down. All I want is infrastructure, national defense. I'm good with that. Everything else. That's it? Infrastructure, national defense? I mean, because that's what that's what goes against a lot of the, 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 the common talks of, of, you know, socialism. We have a socialized system for a lot of shit. Yeah. You know? Fire department, <laughs> police force. That's that's, well, that's 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 all of us paying into taxes to provide that system. But that's like defense. It's 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 the government doing what it's supposed to do by, by protecting property rights, things like that. That's that's all that is. The the welfare system is that socialized system that that you're talking about. The fire department, police department isn't socialized. That's that's the government doing what it's supposed to be doing. But I mean that's but that but technically that's, that's still a socialized exists. system where all of us are paying into it. Other than whatever fucked up system Chatham County has right now with this whole fucking fire department bullshit, <laughs> yeah. which pisses me off on it, but that's a whole nother issue. Were you in the Fraternal Order of Police? Did you ever organize that? Because uh, any, any union is a socialist organization. The socialism. We all put in together to our healthcare fund and it's spread equally. Everyone has is equal. I put into like a retirement account, but no, I wasn't part of the Fraternal Order. All right. Uh... Smoke break. Final statement on abortion. Uh, it's got to be a certain point drawn. When it, at that point, when that fetus can survive outside the mother's body without the mother, that's where I draw the line. Well, they already do that with in vitro. 
they basically fertilize that egg, make sure it's viable, and then they put it in the mother. Yeah. They could just keep it in a test tube and let it grow. I was gonna no, no. What, what I'm saying is you take that fertilized egg, uh-huh. the zygote, and you put it on the table. Is that going to develop? No. Without a test tube or a mother? No. No. So at a certain point, like with premature babies, mm-hmm. that premature kid can survive outside of the mother. Yeah, my nephew's a preemie. But let's say he was born or she was born a week earlier. Maybe it was too early and it wouldn't be able to survive. Mm-hmm. At that, there's got to be a line there, okay, uh, second trimester, nothing past it. I don't know late-term abortions, but... And that's my problem, basically, sorry to cut you off, that's my problem with the, the heartbeat bill, the six weeks. Most women don't know they're pregnant. Nope. Until, you know, a certain point. And that's basically six to eight weeks. Jamie didn't know. My wife didn't know. She was getting on a bus to go visit her family. And I took her to the bus stop. And uh, I looked at her. I said, uh, you're pregnant. She's like, no, I'm not. I said, you're pregnant. No, I'm not. I said, yeah, you are pregnant. And she was like 14 weeks pregnant. Hmm. And she didn't even know. I just woke up one morning. I looked at her. I could, I guess, I could smell it or, or something. I just mm-hmm. knew. I was like, "Damn, you're pregnant." So yeah, finish your finish your statement. I apologize. For oh, it's all right. Um, the biggest thing is, who am I to tell a woman what she can do with her body? That's my biggest thing. It ain't my, I ain't got no place to tell a woman what she can do with her own body. So, so that line of viability, I guess you can say, is you can move it because there are some babies that are born. I think it was one at 21 weeks recently or something, and it survived. Like, where does that line stop, though, for you, for viability? Like, say we keep advancing our technology and say, like, babies keep coming back, 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 and the viability keeps coming smaller and smaller. At what point do you say, okay, that's enough? Where does it end for that? It doesn't end. It doesn't? So, say we can have them outside. Like, you got... You got sperm, you got the egg, you put them together, put them in a test tube, and we can actually grow them there. And eventually, like, further on down the line, so you go all the way back. Well, I mean, that's... Like, that's the problem with with the argument of viability. That line can always be moved. So you need one line to stay still as to say, this is where it is. This is where it's it's not right. That's why, in my belief in in others, it starts at conception. Because then you have uh, a certain DNA... You have uh, the that eventual person's uh, body type, how tall it's going to be. I mean, that's where we're going like, things with like that. designer babies right now. With uh, what the hell is it called, uh, CRISPR? Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, that's basically where we're going. Right but now. see, I mean, that's 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 the problem. Like, you can keep moving line how you want to, and who's going to decide that? The government on what you can and can't do. How about leave it up to people and say, okay, once you conceive, that's going to be. Baby, so, that is a baby. So would you be, when you're talking about leaving up to the government or leaving it up to us, would you be okay with there being no law on the book saying it was legal or illegal to have an abortion? No, because then it comes back to what you said about the government intervening to protect life and property. I need them to protect the life of the baby. So that's why I say... It needs to be protection there. Okay. From people who you, who use the system, use that as to just get out of their consequences for their decisions they made. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. I got to pee really bad anyway. 
and then we'll uh, finish up on this last topic. Yeah. And it sucks because I ain't going to be riding it. I'm going to get the push ball going. Yeah. And it's been a little bit, so it's going to take a while. All right, we're back, and we'll go through our last topic, which has always been, well, no matter who's up there, it's a hot-button topic. And with the current one, it's even crazier. Uh, so let's talk about Trump for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he's done some good things. Uh, a lot of bad things. Mostly just because he won't shut the fuck up. Um, but the social climate has definitely gotten worse since he's come into office. Um, is it just a progression of society in general or him? So, you're the Republican. Uh, what are your thoughts, Chris? I, I saw it get pretty bad under Obama because he was giving a voice toward, you know, leftist liberals, whatever you want to call them. And then Trump came along, give voice to Republicans and conservative, and then you have a loud voice against a loud voice. So, it hasn't, it has gotten worse, but it's because... The sides are so divided, and you had somebody that was in power, and then you have somebody else who, the people who were in power didn't think that he, he was going to win. He won, and now the conservatives are kind of rising up and finally kind of fighting back, I guess you could say, against uh, the Democrats. The well, I mean, that's 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 more of a, on the on the on the, the political spectrum of it. How mm -hmm. do you feel about the social aspect of the United States since Trump has taken office? I think it's gotten more patriotic, to be honest with you, from what I can see. Um, you know, Obama he went through on this apology tour, um, really started to make Americans feel bad for being Americans, and. Uh, I think Trump came along. Yes, his rhetoric's bad. What he, things he tweeted is stupid. I don't agree with a lot of this stuff. But the policies he's a, he's a, enacting and the voice he's given to conservatives is a good thing because you don't need one side ruling it all, making decisions on, on whatever you need. Both sides kind of not arguing, but you know coming together and saying okay well we can't do it totally this way because you don't like that and, and whatnot but i mean i agree with y'all that he needs to shut up he needs to stay off twitter he needs to just do what he's been doing policy wise in the office making these deals and, and whatnot but the only thing stopping him now is his mouth so how do you feel about the well before that let's just get your take on that question how do you feel about the social climate I think even though I don't know any, I can't give any specific examples where he's been directly forward, bigoted, and racist. You can take take anything out of concept, out of context. Mm -hmm. But I think under him, the actual people that really have hate for no reason uh, against people of uh, their different race, their different gender, um, uh, their sexual orientation, the people that really hate and hate for no reason at all, just based on they the way they are feel more comfortable about letting it out in public they feel like well look at look what our president he, he says what he wants and doesn't apologize about it and you have people more willing to spew hate more openly so do you feel he he adds to that or or kind of uh, uh 
do you feel he adds to that bravado with some of the things that he says, or do you feel that they are just tagging along and, and taking some of the things he says and the openness to extremes? I think he's done exactly what he wanted to do. He's a reality show star. He's keeping all the attention on him to so they can do all their back sure. back back behind the yeah. scenes shit that we don't know is going on. Yeah, that's his ego trip. So, so do you feel that because one of the arguments out there right now is that the the white nationalist movement has either they're they're just louder or become more into the forefront because of some of his rhetoric or do you feel that 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 element has always been there but with the current social media and, and news cycle and everything is just putting more of an eye on it. I think it's always been there. Okay. It's just I believe through his first campaign and the and the garbage that spewed out of his mouth and not thinking about what he's saying before he says it uh, has allowed some of these extremists just to be like, well, if he says it, I can say it. Now, granted, yeah, there's a lot of snowflakes in their feelings nowadays. Uh, you should be able to be able to talk, but I'm not going to spew hate and talk about hate based on baseless things like a white nationalist. Why do you hate those people? Do you know what the definition of racism is? What is the definition of racism? Racism is the hate of someone or group based solely on genetics. So you have a gene that makes your skin dark that I don't have. Mm -hmm. And that's what racism is. Prejudice, everybody's prejudiced. Everybody has prejudice. Mm -hmm. Are you going to run into Yamacraw Village without your lights on after, after dark? <laughs> Not allowing my gun either. Are you going to roll up the Tiger Ridge? Fuck no. <laughs> That's prejudice. That's not racism. But is that prejudice? But I, I think those are also kind of extreme examples. Mm -hmm. I'm not running up through Yamacraw with my lights off in the middle of the fucking no. night. I'm black. I'm not running through there without my fucking gun. Because I know the, 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 the situation and the scenario. I'm not going to Tiger Ridge either just because I don't want to get raped. You know? <laughs> well, I don't want to That's prejudice. No, but not, it's not, not, not just a class of people, but a section. But it's but is 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 it prejudice in, in those specific instances because we know for a fact that those areas are bad. Like That's Tiger Ridge technically isn't bad. Tiger if you talk to certain people, Tiger Ridge Tiger Ridge got a bad name because mm -hmm. of a certain sect of family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yamacraw is a bad area. It is, you know, that's you it's just, crime statistics. Yeah, okay. it's just a bad area. Yeah. But now, you know, like I said, like if, if I'm you know, the South Side is predominantly black. You know, it's it's common knowledge that other than the recent gentrified areas in downtown and east side, most of Savannah is predominantly black. Mm -hmm. All of the Caucasians or white, whatever classification you want to call them, are moving towards Richmond Hill, Effingham, and Pooler. Mm -hmm. That's just that's just how it is. But am I gonna go through the south side that's predominantly black, that has almost as much drug issue as the east side is just south side's a little bit bigger and it's a little bit more spread out mm -hmm. you're not in project housing like on the east side you're in subdivisions that you just pull up to the right house and you can buy drugs you know it's it's different but through the 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 prejudice of today's world is and goes along with cancel culture and all this other shit there is i mean there we have a uh podcast one of our earlier ones on pc culture itself there is, you know, and it's, there's more and more statistics talking about, you know, there's, out of everybody that's on Twitter, 
it's like 4% that post the most and are the loudest voices. You know, it's... I think... With... The advent of the internet and social media, nobody's really talking to each other anymore. We're yelling at each other through these different apps and platforms. Mm-hmm. And there's no... Like 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 we like I said earlier, there's there's not this anymore. There's not us sitting down talking about our issues and even though we have different points of view on things, some of the substance within our point of view we agree on. And but it's now, you know, I mean back in the day, fuck you was like the top of the chain. <laughs> now fuck you is first. So it's it's different. And then it progresses to racist. Yeah. You know, and I think racism is racism has always been a part of this country. It it's been it's been a part of society as a whole since the beginning of time. Right. There's always been this there's always been a class that has been deemed or looked at as subhuman. Mm-hmm. Now, I think with Trump's rhetoric, he has allowed a lot of people to come out and come forward. And the fact that he won't outright denounce certain things allows them to stay alive. Like when the whole Charlottesville shit happened. He was like, there's good people on both sides. But then later on, he he, he denounced them. Later on, he did. Later on, he by, did. By name, yes. he did. Later on, he did. But he that in dead. itself... But, I mean, that, that that's just his fucking mouth. Yeah. It's just, you know, that in itself... You know, it gave those some of those people an extra push. Yeah. You know, I you know I've talked to some of the I've talked to John on, about it. I, like if if um the fuck is that guy's name? I can't remember his name now. But uh, it's it's a new guy that's David Duke's been kind of pushed to the background, and there's a new guy that's kind of in the forefront as the person you know the talking. And I would I would love to interview that guy and just talk to him and pick his brain. Everybody's like, what you know? And it goes to the the whole argument of giving people a platform to spew hate. I don't believe just because you're a hardcore Republican or conservative or anything that that you have hatred in your system. Statistically, it is shown that when you're younger, you're you you lean more liberal, and as you get older, you become more and more conservative. But with the hardcore age gap that there is within this country, it's become a serious issue. And I mean, you can, but I do, I do feel that Trump, he's definitely not helping the situation. No. But, and I mean, like the, um, there was all the talk a few weeks ago when he was having issues or going back and forth with those four women and was talking about them in a rally and they were talking you know, everybody in the audience was chanting, send them back, send them back to where they're fucking American citizens. Where are you going to send them to? And that also goes into my point that, you know, every single one of us have a phone. Uh, you know, if, if, if you don't have a smartphone in this day and age, it's because you've made the conscious decision that you don't want to have all that extra shit in your life. Mm-hmm. But every single one of us have this where it's a fucking world of knowledge at your fingertips. Anything you want to know, if you take the time, you can actually find out and learn. And it's basically just sheer ignorance upon us as Americans and us as a society in general throughout the world that we are becoming dumber and dumber and dumber. And majority of the people that are fucking uber racist are there. There, there is no middle of the road, everyday, normal racist. Mm -hmm. You are either low income, 
you know, on the poverty line or you are a part of the super elite that are using racism to continue your progression. And there's, there's, ow. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I threw the trash. The, there's no, there's, there's no in between. And there's, and that's like, we had a conversation, uh, we had an episode on racism a couple of weeks ago with a friend of, uh, with a situation that popped up with a friend of theirs. I don't know if you listened to it, but they were out at Tybee and one of their people within their social circle walked up to a black female friend of ours and just said, you know, Hey, somebody said, told me to say this. I wasn't sure if I'm going to say it, but I'm just going to say it. And like wrapped his arms around her and just simply said the word nigger. Didn't say anything else, just the word. And it's like, that's just stupid. Yeah. Where does that come from? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't understand that. I say it all the fucking time. I use it as, I mean, it's, it's a comma in my life. It's just, it is, but I, I don't look at it the same way as that. But if, I mean, I don't know, I don't think I would get, like, aggressive or, like, want to fight somebody that just simply said that word. But if you're coming at me aggressively with negative connotation, yeah, we you know, we might fight. But if the current, in my opinion, the current social climate, the current rhetoric that's being passed around at all times, like, when the President of the United States is launching insults at people when that's supposed to be our figurehead our then it basically is like well if he's doing it i can do it like that's it's becoming a social norm which that's it's tearing us apart and as shitty as it is to say the the, what's going to take us to get back together is going to be a national tragedy like on a large scale national tragedy we have so many mass shootings every year now, which the designation for mass shooting, I think, is a, is a dumb line because like the four yeah four thing. people. If you go out and kill four people at one time, it's designated as a mass shooting. You know, is it yes? Is it a mass loss of life for no fucking reason? Yes. Well, that goes back to what we talked about. Um, I think under the police officers. That's the breakdown of the mental health system in this, in this country. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and then there's there's hardcore people talking about changing gun laws and all this other shit, but we're not addressing the actual fucking issue yeah. of every single one of these guys is involved in some other shit. The past few of them have been spewing racial rhetoric. The guy from El Paso was talking about harming Mexicans or something on... there's mm-hmm. I guess there's this other a new social media site where you can basically go on and say whatever, and he was on that. And a- that's... that's a- or something like that? Something like that. But it's just like, all right, cool. So, all right, if we know this is going on, who's monitoring that? Because apparently the NSA monitors every fucking text message and phone calls and dick pic I send. (laughs) But we're not paying attention to that shit. That's what I was wondering. Like, you know where these people talk. Why aren't you on there and, like, going after these guys? Yeah. I understand that. You know, it just, there's, there's, I'm I'm a fucking, I'm a liberal. I'm a libertarian. Whatever you want to call me. I'm a gun owner. I love guns. I will, I don't, I don't want to see guns go away. But they're not talking about, and I think Trump did say something about it the other day with mental health issues, which was like, mm-hmm. all right, fuck, finally somebody said something. But then he turned around and pissed me off saying it's violent video games. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. I remember when Democrats said that in the 90s and Republicans tried to fucking jump down this guy's throat for saying that. And it's just like, all right, I played fucking video games. Well, I don't play it as much because I fucking focus on work and school lately. But fucking violent video games, Call of Duty, uh, fucking... Uh, uh, last night we're sitting there playing Grand Theft Auto turned on the invincibility code and shooting rocket launchers at cops I'm not going to go out in the streets and do that but I, I, I do think 
it's the social climate, the breakdown of the family unit in general, which is kind of odd for me to say because I'm, I'm kind of like you. I'm a loner. My family is extremely close. My mom lives right over there. Mm-hmm. My sister lives right down there, down the street. <laughs> I can literally be at her house in 10 minutes. And I'm, But, you know, I, I stick to myself. Breakdown of the family unit, the current pharmaceutical crisis that we're in, um, drugs are a major issue. I think if uh, legalization of marijuana across the board, because I know plenty of people that if you give them a blunt, they're not going to sit there and drink. They're not going to, you know, they don't want to smoke crack. They don't want to, if, if you can sit there and smoke weed. And I've been to several places in this country where weed is legal. There's no bullshit popping off. Yeah. And, and most of the, most of the areas where weed is legal, weed use has declined. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's no longer, you know, cool. like, yeah, it's not, like, Hey, we're going to go over yeah. and smoke weed. It's just, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and all back to Trump here. Well, that's what I was going to with all these other issues that's going on. Trump is not assisting in that. Trump is actually and and his rhetoric and being on Twitter and every fucking day being front forward in the news saying some other ridiculous dumb shit. That's just like, why are we, you know, even some of his cabinet members and the shit that's going on within his presidency, it's ridiculous and it's not helping. Well, we're walking this fine line right here. Because, yeah, I may not agree with what he says, especially him being a figurehead of this country. And then we've got this younger generation that are normally liberal, I mean heavy liberal when they're young, mm-hmm. that want to control what people say. Mm-hmm. That's a First Amendment right. He can say whatever he wants. I, can, I may not agree with it, but he has the right to say it. And I don't care if the president or Congress is... Democrat or Republican doesn't matter. Them 10 rights I have in the Bill of Rights is what matters to me. Because I know, and you know, and you know, that local politics is what affects us the most. Yes. Local, state, then federal. And yeah, I think he's making this country look like a fool and a bunch of idiots because he spews that stuff that I don't believe a figurehead should. But he does have a right to do that. He does have a right to do that, but I think over the last... 30 years and all the presidents that have been in place there, I think the way the system, people, people don't really realize like the president, when everything first started with the founding fathers and everything, the president wasn't the end all be all. He was basically our spokesperson. That's what he was designed to do. He wasn't designed to go in there and start changing all the rules. That was, you know, what our elected local and state and federal officials were for. And he just basically signed it into law. That was, you know, that 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 was his job. His job was to go around the world, try to make peace here and there, have conversations. But true peace talks—that's what the State Department's for. You know, uh, making all the laws, appropriations of funds, and all that—that's what the Senate's for. It's not. And then you know, it's just like every fucking week. It's like, all right, cool. Trump decided to take money from the military to to build the wall. Three days later, it comes out that he was taking money from military retirement funds to build the wall. That's not fucking cool. I mean, every president's use executive order like that. Yeah, but that's I mean, it's but but should they be allowed to do that? No, they or, should or should and, and that's what that was what a lot of the Republican side was was constantly trying to tell Trump. Mm-hmm. Look, you have to stop doing this because now you're setting a precedent. 
Right. So that well, yeah, I mean, whether Obama set that president when he said, I, you know, I got a pen, I, I I can do this. Well, yeah, I mean that basically. Started but he has. But you but you have to admit with some of his presidential, you know, decrees, executive actions has gone above and beyond some of the I other will. things that have happened, like the 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 Muslim ban, the Muslim ban, the reappropriation of funds. It wasn't a, a Muslim ban. It was a ban on. Uh, countries that have a high tendency to produce terrorism, and those exact, but the, that's what. But that was I mean, when, when you did the breakdown all, on that. All, all the Muslim countries, they but, didn't but, do but all when that. you did the true breakdown on that, where the terrorists had come from, and the issues we had, they, they didn't come from those countries. According to the State Department, they did. I mean, it wasn't Trump saying, "Ooh, I, I don't like these people." No, so I, 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 that. then that's they, I, they they get intelligence. He gets briefed on that. And then they say we need to. But do it's these even come out that he doesn't even really fucking do do the briefings like that. I mean, I'm I'm just telling you how, how it's done. He has people he puts in place that bring it to him. Play all right. These people uh, from these countries are the most high risk of committing terrorist acts. Okay, well let's go ahead and you know not let them in the country. That's basically what he does, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> and going back to his rhetoric, yes, I agree. The things he says. Is rough around the edges. But, like when he said, you know, well, why don't you go back home to these girls? I knew what he meant. Go to these countries. If you don't like our country, go to those countries then. And then, I guess, some of his people, like in the, in that chant, they misinterpreted uh, what he said. You know, go back home, go back home, because they weren't doing like what you said. That l- Looking into... Uh, doing their due diligence yeah, to actually know what's going on. It. But when he said that, I knew what he meant. And if you don't like this country, go somewhere else. It's a free country. You're free to leave. But I see, at the same that. time, I also think that's a bullshit argument. Because if, if your entire argument is, if you don't like it, leave, that would basically, to me, that states that you think everything in this country is perfect. That, that, that it's right. No, no. If you think that there's somewhere better. If you're trying to change... Oh, there's no other place on earth I'd rather be. Right. If, if you're trying to change the fundamental... Maybe aspect of what America is. Too, no, I wouldn't be there. It's too cold. Well, I mean, yes, <laughs> there are countries that are better than America. Yeah. They got better math skills. They got Statistically, better. we are not number one. Well, then, and, and people can go there. That's all I saw. Their people are the happiest people in the world. We are but the I most mean, and those, stressed, those, miserable country in the world. And those, and those that. other countries that, that statistically rate higher than us on, like, so what, what do we have? We're number one in obesity. And obesity. Mm-hmm. No, we're not number. We don't have the largest military. We spend the most money on military, but we don't have the largest military. We're number one in obesity. We're number one in debt. We're number one in uh, uh, the most amount of people incarcerated, and that all goes into our military-industrial complex, our prison system. Are in capitalism is good, but there needs to be certain fucking rules on capitalism. Capitalism's fucking awesome, but we saw what happened in two thousand eight when there was no rules. And who who ended up paying for that? The people sitting in this room. Granted, we were a small portion of that, but it cost us. I mean, so with the prison system and stuff, like you just want criminals out, out on the street? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want criminals out on the street. But I do think some of the, some of the sentences that are handed down for some of these crimes are extremely crazy. Like, I, I follow what's going on with marijuana in the country. The two biggest people, two biggest groups fighting against legalized marijuana, one is, of course, the pharmaceutical industry, mm-hmm. and number two, um, prison guard unions. 
Because they say if you legalize that, then you will stop the influx of people coming into prison for marijuana charges, and some of those prison guards will lose their jobs. And then that's when you just talk to your elected representative and say, hey, we need to legalize it. I don't care. Like, I'm fine with legalizing, to be honest with you. I don't really care. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I think I smoked weed with you once, and you didn't like it. That was years ago. Yeah, that was uh, when we worked at R&R. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> he was like, no, no, no I don't need this. I never smoked it. No, you know, yeah, you weren't, yeah, you were there with us. I never smoked it my entire life. <laughs> Surprisingly, I never had a cigarette, nothing. But anyways... <laughs> I wish I would never had a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, but what has he done that, that you think... Has he done anything racist that... That, that you think said said anything? I don't think he said anything specifically outright just racist. Do you think he has racist t- tendencies? Do you, do you? I think from his his background and with with his, I don't think he's a good person. Okay. I don't I don't I, I can't I don't have definite proof of racism, but through his and that's what what kind of tripped me out with a lot of this. Hey, we need a businessman that's involved in, in business, run this country mm-hmm. like a business. He's a failed businessman several times. I mean, he's filed bankruptcy he's a lot of money. seven times. I mean, prove it. I mean, but prove he, it. Even if he did file bankruptcy, he knew how to work the system, and 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 that's my whole thing. So so this guy was smart enough to figure out how to work the system to keep money in his pocket. So so, me, so he can get in here and figure out how to work the system to help the American people. So let me let me get let me get this straight. As 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 the average American who normally sees the uh, big business using the loopholes to get out of having to pay people, to get out of having to do several different things. The people that the average daily American hates, which is, you know, a lot of big business, big corporations, and some of the things that they do that harm us. Let's put that guy in charge. Because if he's out there saying that he's going to try to fix it, I'm, I'm willing to give him a chance. Because he knows the loopholes, then maybe he can come in and kind of fix the loopholes. If he knows how to use them, then he can come and fix so them. So you're telling me the guy them. that when he leaves is going to go back into business and leading his life and everything else See, and getting back in. You want that guy in charge of fixing the loopholes. And, but in my mind, if I'm, if I'm, because we know politics is extremely corrupt as fuck. If you're putting me in charge of everything and when I go back, I'm still going back to my business life. I'm going to do everything in my power through his four years or eight years if he gets reelected so that when I go back to business, I can run it even better and more efficiently and make more money. Well, that's why we have oversight committees and that's why if you if 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 as the American people do their due due diligence and see what he's doing in the office, then they can change that. But I'm I'm thinking how old is Trump? Like 70 something? He's 73. Yeah. So I'm thinking this is his last stand. Uh, if he wasn't going to make president this time, I don't think he was going to try again. I think his ego put him, made him go run for president again, and he actually won. And I think this is going to be what he sees his his legacy. Am I going to run this country into the ground? As am I going to be a bad president, or am I going to be probably try to be the best president that that, that ever has been? Yes, his rhetoric rhetoric's been bad, but I see him as somebody who's going, because of his ego, is a good thing in this case because he doesn't want to go down as a horrible president. I don't think he gives a shit either way what we think. I think history, I think he cares about history and what history is going to say about him. That's that's my view. Because of his ego. Okay. I, I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, but I, I, I don't agree. I don't and think he gives a shit about I haven't seen us. anything 
but good things coming out of policy wise. So you think the the whole thing that's going on with Saudi Arabia and everything is is positive? No, it's not positive, but it's because um, of what about the sanctions in Iran and all that? No, I'm is, talking is about the the, the weapons deals and all that. I don't know anything about the weapons deals. Yeah, we just that. did like a ten billion dollar. Uh, they were fighting against it to keep him from doing it because not well. There's another thing we're number one at. We are the world's largest arms dealer. And that's that's our federal government. That's they, we sell guns and weapons and shit to everybody. I mean, we we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Well, and, and that's that's we like it could be something coming up, and they say, all right, we need these people because we don't want to send out people over there. So we're going to give these people guns to fight, you know, wh- whoever that's coming up that might be against us or might be a problem in the future. And that that's true. But see, at the same time, every time we've intervened in that and done stuff like that, is it's it cost us tremendously you know we did that with osama bin laden when the russians and everything were there and then we left them high and dry and look what they did to us and we're still fighting that fucking war you know fucking 18 years later 17 years later that was just bad bad decision making back then i mean just leaving like that instead of finishing the job they did what 20 years later so in your opinion everything that trump has done since he's been in office is for the positive of the American people. Not everything, but I think he's he's in good faith when he does things. I think he tries to do the best he can do. So Unless massive rollback and deregulation on companies where that are uh, they're legally allowed to dump more pollutants into the air, into our water systems, all that. That's that's good for the American people. Deregulation is good for the American economy. Not saying the environment. Environment is different. American economy, yes. So we can make all the money in the world, but we just die earlier. I mean, that's that's up to the American people if they want to support those companies. <laughs> I mean, that's going back to capitalism. If you want to support countries, I mean, companies that are polluting, then you go right ahead. If I mean, you can see what these companies are doing. I mean, they have to report things to, like, where I work, they have to report if they have an overabundance of a spill mm-hmm. into the river or something. They have to report that. You can yeah. go in and go in and look if you want to buy from these companies, or you can find an, another company that's taking the environment and you know being good to it. So, what, do you, what, what is your what is your take on that? Well, mine was a uh, the economy. Uh, the economy is doing great. It is doing great. It's best economy has probably ever been with all of these companies spending money. But since we're spending that much money. Uh, head economists say when the economy crashes, the government should borrow money and inject money in there to get it out. Um, so the deficit will balloon. That's what the top economists say. Because you borrow the money, you help get the economy going by, you know, like uh, the Green Act or uh, the, what FDR did to get us out of the depression. Mm-hmm. You the inject, you, yeah, a new deal. You inject money. Then when you come out of that uh, bad economy, that's when you start when things start going back. In 1993, they started tracking the uh, the Treasury started tracking the uh, the federal deficit, and since 1993, they've tracked it, and they've never had an economy this good with this fast of a balloon of the deficit. I think, I believe uh, another part of that is like the tariffs and the, the trade war with China. I can understand putting a, a tariff on steel, but if we ain't got no fucking steel mills mills here. To make steel, and that's what—that's one of the things. The tariffs have had good and bad implications mm-hmm. on the economy. 
since the, 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 on the, the metals tariffs, more and more steel mills in the United States are opening back up. So mm-hmm. they're opening back up slowly. I believe they should have, we should have, I think we should have planned on, okay, let's get more steel mills started producing then we put the tariffs on. Yeah. And then, I mean, but then you got to convince, uh, you know, investors to do that. And I mean, no, I mean, U.S. Steel is doing it. There's, there's, well, I mean, but before the tariffs, you know, you got to go to them and convince them. And a lot of people probably weren't like, I don't know about this. You know, and it's not since, a good investment. Since the, uh, and then there are um, overseas companies that are coming here and building facilities. We just finished one up in, up in Dalton, Georgia. There's a solar, solar panel facility that's up there. Because once the tariffs came in, solar panels coming to the United States had a fucking 35% hike on it. So you know what those did? Those Korean companies said, fuck it, we'll just yeah. build them there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, so there is, there is good things on that. But now the, some of the tariffs with China that's caused some of our farmers in middle America, mm-hmm. I mean, they just passed another bill to pay out $16 billion from federal funds to those farmers to pay for, you know, that's, so it's costing us. It's costing us when we go come out of pocket at grocery stores, when we go to electronic stores, it's costing us. And then on the back end, it's costing us on our taxes because we happen to pay, you know, and, and then some of these, the the, the, the the loopholes within the system, I, I, I personally feel the tax system that came out was fucked. It, does, it doesn't do anything. It technically definitely didn't do anything for me. No, not for the, not for the working class. No, it didn't. It didn't it do anything for me. I saw more. Well, yeah, you also got three kids, so it's it's a little bit like I'm single, no kids. No. I claim single and zero. I make a certain amount of money in a year, and you know, because I'm fucking salary now, which I don't mean, but <laughs> but it's it's fucking it's different. Where I mean, I can look at my paycheck from when I was on my tools to where I'm at now before this new taxes came into effect, and it's for me as a single guy, it hurts me. Some people in the United States it has fixed, but what it ha- has helped is big businesses. Cool. Cool. But Taxes. again, injecting money in, mm-hmm. into that—that's why the economy is growing because they have more money yes. to. Well, put but, that, but 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 then that's, on the, on the, the other thing. side, so, of it, so you got to look at your the American more people the, because of that. But yeah, you're, you're hiring more people, but the mm-hmm. American worker has not really had an influx. Yeah, the the, the big businesses are still having that. The influx. money hasn't come down yeah trickle down economics does not fucking work I mean how can you say that if if the unemployment rate drops so dramatically yes the unemployment rate has dropped but those are ten dollar an hour lower wages can you can you survive even as a single man can you survive on ten dollars an hour I mean what isn't a job better than nothing you know I mean that's that's how I see it actually it's not it's not because I can tell you this right now because welfare yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Here it is exactly. <laughs> a ten dollar an hour job. When I was a, when I was an apprentice through my first, second, and part of my third year, I didn't give a fuck about being laid off because I could sit at the house and make the same amount of money on unemployment <laughs> as I was going to bust my ass and go to work. And they yeah. just raised unemployment to three sixty a week. Yeah, they just raised unemployment again. Well, I mean that that's the issue. I say stop that. <laughs> you know. I mean, go go get a job at work for it rather than taking it from the government. Well, let's take uh, where I work. I'm not going to mention the place where I work. We talk about it outside. Yeah. Um, the owner of that company got seen this big tax break, and he got a lot of capital gains off of it. Mm-hmm. And 
since they've done all this new infrastructure out there, they've been earning a lot more money than they projected, so they got capital gains tax. Mm -hmm. For them to lower the rate on the capital gains tax, they can spend money in two ways. They can give their employees more money, or they can buy real estate. Mm -hmm. What do you think he's done? He's buying real estate. He ain't giving it to the people that are actually out there making him money. Mm -hmm. They're not giving them any more money. He's buying real estate to get bigger and bigger. All right, but think about this. Where is the people he's buying real estate from? What are they using that money on? You know what I'm saying? You got to you got to think you got to think about that. He's he's still spending money. It's not like he's keeping it all for himself. Mm-hmm. He's spending money. He's putting it back out. He, he he he's buying things, and that's going to other people. Yeah, but see, but that's going to use. other people. But at the same time, you're well aware. Like, all right, if you get an influx, you're you're a man with a family. You get an influx of forty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. From you sold you know two acres of land somewhere or something like that. Are you spending that money? Probably. <laughs> what do you see? Yeah. What do I mean? What do you are, are you are you spending that money? Or are you recirculating that money to make more money yourself? I mean, honestly, I'll probably spend it because I don't know how to work money like that. <laughs> okay. That's, I mean, that's, I'll probably get me a brand new truck. You know, sounds good to me. That's that's a fair assessment. I, I can yeah, I can take that. But I, I don't know. I think I think. This, as far as like the stuff that he's done up there, the uh, the tax plan, you know, their their big fucking pop out media was like, hey, here's their tax plan, but here's ours. Mm-hmm. T- the fucking federal tax code should not be six hundred fucking pages. There's, there's, yeah, I agree. You know, with Amazon, you know, Jeff Bezos just lost a shit ton of money. His wife came up from the divorce because he was, you know, doing whatever retarded shit he was doing. But for him to be worth one hundred and fifty billion dollars and pay zero in taxes. Well, no, he does. Well, company does. well, no, he's well, yeah, he's got a bunch of money himself. But for right. the, but the, no, the company itself made way more than 150 billion dollars last right. year. But for them to make a shit ton of money, for him to be worth 150 billion dollars himself and pay no taxes, I mean, he, he himself probably paid in taxes, but the companies that that shouldn't be like that. And right. that so is, uh, do you use Amazon occasionally? Rarely. Occasionally. Rarely. I know a lot of people to do. I mean, if, if you didn't have those tax credits, could they afford to have these one-day, two-day shippings? Could they afford convenience like that? I mean, you you, you got to think this money is not just sitting somewhere. It's, it's being injected back into the business to expand. That's all it's doing, expand, hire more people, do more things to have convenience, to have better things for you. I mean, you, you, you always got to think about it. You can't think, all right, this guy's getting a tax break. He's keeping the money. He's he's got a ton of money. I mean, he, he's doing something with it. He's investing with it somewhere. He's paying something. He's now I'm something. All, I'm all for a company if if the company itself is that that's where I believe as far as taxes are in line. If as a corporation, if you're spending money, injecting and buying your people better equipment, expanding your business, building new warehouses, new fleets, all this other shit, cool. Write that shit off. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that's the only write off for a company. That's the only thing, you should, and that's it. But they're not fully doing that. Now, we do have, they just built a, uh, a fulfillment center here. Mm-hmm. You see a lot more Amazon trucks around. Mm-hmm. And, and they're hiring, like, uh, I think, freelance people to go yeah. drop packages. Oh, I mean, $12 an you hour. Your, your money at work, you got a job. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we got $12 an hour, but hey, it's better than nothing. <laughs> not really, because $12 <laughs> an hour, you can sit at the house unemployment, make the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, what kind of fulfillment is that in, in your life? You're not accomplishing anything. Then it comes back to, well, I mean, what are you doing all the time? It goes back sorry, to mental health. I'm you, having trouble with the connection. Please if, try again in a moment. If you don't have something to strive for, then what are you doing? You're sitting around the house. I mean, 
what are you thinking? What are you getting into on the internet? Might be getting into that bad stuff. If you don't have something to do, then that adds to the problem in America where you don't have something to strive for. And at least you have a job. At least you have something to look forward to. So we're over two hours now. <laughs> um, the in, in your frame of mind of Trump, other than his rhetoric and Twitter and all that other shit, is there anything you would change? Or would you just let them keep going as is? Other than red and everything, I can't. I can't think of anything other than that. I mean, I, I've, I've liked what he's done policy wise. I've liked what he's done uh, foreign policy, um, the economy. I mean, that's that's what we people who voted for him voted for him for. We didn't vote for him because I liked how he talked. We didn't vote for him because of his personality. We voted for him for doing what he's doing now, and that's making the economy stronger, putting America first, like he always says. And uh, I, I'm pretty impressed with, with what he's done so far. Robert, what would I change? Um, Other than the rhetoric and all that, yeah, yeah. Well, we can all agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's horrible. Um, what would I change about him? Probably everything. <laughs> okay. Get him out of office. Get him out. Okay, so. But, but that's why I'm gonna vote. But the problem don't lie with him and him alone. Mm-hmm. It's party politics is where the problem lies. Yeah, I mean the whole drain the swamp. I haven't seen anything fucking drained. So when it when it comes down to Trump or somebody on the Democratic side, you don't care who it is over here on the Democratic side. I haven't watched any debates because they're going to weed some up right. out. Yeah, the current the, the debates that's happened, they I've watched some of them, and it just pisses me off. They're, I was like, why are y'all? Insane. It's not even the fact that there's so many people up there. What pisses me off is all the conversation within the debates are shit, are, are, are party party line topics. We already know how you feel about that. Where everything they've talked about, we already know how you feel about it. We're basically putting you on TV to see if you're They're actually fight. digging themselves in a hole. Yeah. Because some of them just won't shut now, the fuck up. They're going to use later on. Yeah, some of them just won't shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> the precedent has been set. Which is yeah. Um, the biggest thing, though, is if... if yeah, I've heard you, you all talk about the Clintons and everything. If you look back to that point, Clinton and Newt Gingrich worked together mm-hmm. to balance the budget. Mm-hmm. And that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. He was a Democrat, and the other guy was a Republican. They had completely different views on everything, except they were able to come together and say, "We got to balance the budget." And we we got to—they got to make it work for us. That's yes. what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about how the president's trying to do with uh, going across the aisle? What do you think about the Democrats trying to cross the aisle? Like, which one? Do you do, do you think either one of them's trying? Do you think one of them trying more than the other? I think they have tried a little bit, but I also. One of the biggest problems with DC right now, in my opinion, is Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell is a fucking—he's a fucking worm. He's a snake in the grass. He's got—to me, I understand the aspect of having the older generation be a, be involved in politics and be a part of politics and be the ones because they've been here, they've seen how things have gone in the past, they have that information. But to be a hard was from Kentucky. Yeah, hardcore, hardcore on everything. Like, they were t- like, all right, so uh, Trump has come out after a few people have gone. Uh, he said, Trump has said he was for marijuana for the longest, but didn't move on it because Jeff Sessions was, was a no. Okay, well, if you're the fucking president of the United States, these people, 
you know, you're supposed to be this business guy, this, you know, I make deals, I do all this other stuff. I think the whole across the aisle thing is just another political football. That's just, that's, a, that, that's. But isn't it hard to make a deal if the other person isn't willing to move? I think that I had a conversation with a friend of mine about this. I don't know if all of our politicians that are currently up there are either extremely fucking smart or they're all just fucking crazy because it has gotten to the point where it is hardcore left and hardcore right. And everybody's like, all right, here's my idea. And it's fucking crazy. And then the other side's like, here's our idea, and we're going to make it even super crazy. And that's why I was like, I don't know if that's, <laughs> if that's them being super fucking smart to be able to like, all right. So we need meat. It's like, yeah, everybody I don't else know if it's that. Right here. Here's our extremes. There's not really what we feel, but this is the extreme, and we'll work back down to what we both really feel and make something work. Mm-hmm. But as, like, what? So, Speaker of the House is Nancy Pelosi. The House is controlled by Democrats. Mm-hmm. The Senate's controlled by Republicans, and all they do is fucking argue. And every single bill that's come out of the House that is a 100% Democratic-led bill, Mitch McConnell says he will not bring to the floor. Period. Because it's probably a crazy bill. Some of them are. Some of them are. I mean, if you, I mean, see that's that 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 comes down to it. If you're Democrat-led House, you make the bills. All right, you got to go across the aisle, say we need some Republican support on this. If you get Republican support, then maybe they'll. Well, that's the thing, though. It's there is Republican support for these bills, like because you still need Republicans to come over and vote on this stuff. It is not everything that's coming out of the House is not just passed because it's Democrats only voting on it. That's it's that's not it whatsoever. I mean, the, the things are struck down in the Senate is usually because it's pretty crazy bills. I mean, he's not letting a lot of them even get to the floor though. Yeah, yeah he's not even. Yeah, he's not le- allowing anything unless I mean, unless he goes up to that office and Trump says, "All right, you can let that one pass." But it's like that. That's the, the system has become so fucked up and so corrupt, and I fully believe that Trump is a symptom of the situation. Yeah, oh yeah, I agree. That that's you know, we got here because of how crazy everything is. Like if we had anybody else that that did or was said that was Trump, that Trump was said that he was going to do, I would vote for him. But I didn't. I didn't vote for. uh, I I don't. I'm 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 an independent. I did not vote for Hillary Clinton. I voted for Gary Johnson. Mm -hmm. He was the third party viable candidate. But third party doesn't work in, in America because mass media news tells you third party won't work. You have to go here or there. Mm-hmm. Now, if I if Republicans would have wanted my vote, if they'd have put Kasich up, I probably would have voted for him. Kasich? I like Kasich. I would have voted for him. Mm-hmm. I couldn't vote for Hillary. Yeah. Bernie was on the line. If Bernie was there, I probably would have voted for Bernie. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 from being one of those people that actually stays involved... In the news cycle and, 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 and politics and all that other stuff, I, I, I couldn't vote for Hillary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were basically going in there. And some places, they didn't have a third-party candidate. So you're basically looking at two mm-hmm. bowls of shit. Yeah. You know, which one Which one do you think is going to be better for you? And there you go. you got to pick ideologies at that point. Do you want this ideology over here or that one? I mean, that's all I have. Before I make the two points that I want to make. I want to make a comment about Hillary. Um, the only reason I voted for Hillary is because I wanted Bill Clinton to be the first first man in the United States history. So, to me, with all of it, the two biggest problems is, number one, is Citizens United. Where the common man like me and you and you, we don't have the money 
and the backing that we, the common American citizen, can go up there and run for that office. Now, Citizens United is the Koch brothers can give $25 million in one drop down to whatever candidate they want. Yeah. And me and you are allowed to do, what, 1000 mm-hmm. something like no, that? No, we can do anything. It used to be when, when they did Citizens United, it was a max of anybody, any corporation can only give $1,000 to a political donation. And uh, that's the one big thing that it needs to change is to get the money out of politics. I agree with that. So let me ask you this then, before you continue. You're a union member. Mm-hmm. You, your union check every fucking week. Yep. Do you contribute to the PAC fund? No. Yeah, I, I told them to kill mine a long time ago. I don't. I do not. Because it was, what, a dollar a week they would mm-hmm. take out? Yeah, I no. do not. Okay, um, now go ahead. And then the other one is the politicians up there got to remember how, uh, got to know what courage is. Courage is not me going up and calling a Republican out. Real courage is a fellow Democrat. When you're on your bullshit, I better be a, you got to stand up and call somebody in your same party out. So, uh, and I think that's, that's kind of happening right now because what doesn't get talked about is there is a Republican running for president. That's not Donald Trump. I didn't even know about that. There is a Republican <laughs> running for president. That's not Donald Trump. He doesn't get a whole lot of traction because, mm-hmm. you know, Fox News definitely isn't going to talk right. about it. They're on Trump's dick so hard it's fucking crazy. You know, Tucker Carlson's about to get fucking fired. I saw all that shit uh, on, on my feed the other day. But I honestly think to fix the entire, entire system, one thing needs to happen, and that's term limits. Mm-hmm. In the Senate, in the, in yeah. The, oh, yeah. There's oh, no yeah. reason somebody I, I like, like Mitch McConnell's been there 40 years. Yeah, there's yeah. no reason for that. <laughs> but that eight years just like presidency or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, you know, I'm a few terms, that. and that's it. Yeah, do it on the executive branch. The legislative branch needs term limits. Leave the judicial branch as it is. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, don't fuck with the Supreme Court because they they go generationally. Yeah, you got to have somebody that's always there going to be supposed because they're supposed to be about the law. Yeah, and uh, it's just. The basic American citizen needs to be heard again, because basically it's—I feel—we really don't have any real representation. They're up there voting about things and making decisions. Are is that really what our constituents want? Mm-hmm. Because um, we talked about taxes earlier. Why, when I get my paycheck, does the does the employer have to pay payroll tax? I get taxed on my income. I get taxed on my sales. I get taxed on a property I buy. Mm-hmm. Why? Negative. Do you know there's no law in the books anywhere? The head of the IRS, there was uh, he was in front of the committees two it weeks says ago. That you were required to pay income tax. There's no law saying. Yeah, you there's to. no. It's 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 a um. What did he say? It was. It's 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 voluntary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said Man. that. Yeah, <laughs> he literally said that in front of a Senate subcommittee hmm. and was like, you know, where they were talking about taxes and it was like, look, every American volunteer voluntarily and I was like, no the fuck I don't. I don't have a choice. If I don't pay my taxes, I'm getting letters in the fucking mail. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah, there's this guy there. from Oregon's been winning. They've been coming after him for years and he wins every lawsuit because there's no law Anywhere on the books as you require, and that's the thing. Tax. Most people just like fuck it. I'll pay it because you can't. You know, most of us have the money. To we don't it. have the money to fight that. I mean, that's that's hundreds of millions of dollars just in lawsuits and time and take and, and you know, there's this. And he wins. Yeah, he wins. And, and there was lawsuits. One, he, he the IRS ends up having to pay for his lawyers. <laughs> there was one a few years back where they uh, a, a, a guy challenged it because it says in the somewhere in the tax code before they changed it. That it says 
you as an American citizen are allowed to ask where your money is, where your specific money is being spent. And he won his lawsuit saying, I'm not paying it because y'all aren't telling me. And he won his lawsuit. He got all his money, all his stuff paid for. He, he won his countersuit, got, got paid by the IRS. And then the very next year, when they were able to go back and move on the rules, they changed the rules where they no longer have to tell you what they're doing with it. <laughs> so it's gone back to taxation without representation. Yeah. We're not represented as the middle class of America. Yeah, I, I personally, I don't feel like Trump represents me. I don't feel like I don't feel, I don't like, feel like any of the politicians. I don't feel like Washington. Kent represents me. That's yeah, that's his name, right, Kent? Yeah, I, I mean, don't it's, feel like it, he, it's sad, but that's why you got to pick between the two evils, and then mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, it's uh, uh, ideology and what you think that represents you the best, not who actually represents you. <laughs> We're at a precipice in the United States right now. Well, all it's going to take is one charismatic person to bring the American people back together mm-hmm. on one common goal. We all, all three of us believe different things. We, we have one common goal right now. The government's fucked up, right? And that one person is going to gain all the power. And he can march into Washington and change everything. It takes one charismatic person. Well, I mean, that's kind of what Trump was when yeah. Trump had but drained the swamp. Charismatic. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's really what saying. That's kind of what Trump said: drain the swamp. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many? Have you looked it up? How how many positions? In a, he's close to the end of his first term. Mm-hmm. How many positions are still left open in the State Department and in in the government itself? Because he just had yeah. There's there's thousands of them that haven't been filled. Now, granted, he said he was going to cut back on some of the government and government spending. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Drain the swamp. The swamp has not been drained. The same people are still fucking there. I mean, it's it's hard to drain people that are elected. That's, no, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That election cycles are coming. I mean, he, he within he, within his election drained, cycle, Mitch McConnell he drained ran again. The intelligence community, FBI, and all that, State Department. He he, like like you said, thousands of, of openings. I don't say thousands, but hundreds or whatever. But he drained those people, the people that he can control. He can't control elected officials. He can't say yes, you're fired. But as you, but you know, as as a voting citizen of the United States, we have to do that. If the president of the United States comes out and say, "Hey, Georgia, I'm backing such and such. Mm-hmm. If you support Trump, you're going to back that guy now." Mm-hmm. Trump, can, can you get that off the table? Oh, he, oh, he, he, he has done that. He, he did that a few times during this last election cycle. But the actual swamp swamp is still there. Look at his cabinet members. Now, granted, fucking um, uh, Betsy DeVos, fucking horrible. Fucking horrible. Uh, what's the guy's name? He was also running for president. The, the neurosurgeon. Uh, I guess I know what you're talking about. But now, if, he, if Trump would have made him surgeon general, mm-hmm. that would have fucking made sense. Cool, you're a fucking doctor. But you're going to make a guy that has no fucking, went through a majority of his life as an adult, and no idea about anything, you're going to make him in charge of housing and urban development. A doctor. Because he's black. Let's just say. <laughs> That's why. And he's fucked that up. <laughs> you know, every time he goes in front of a subcommittee to ask Ab to be, what he's supposed to do is go up there and tell them what he's doing. That is in the rules. Every time he goes out there, deflect, deflect, I don't know, let me get back to you. Like, dude, this is your fucking job. You don't know this? Yeah. There was someone said... He's still years, a politician, so he's going to make politician moves. There's someone that said years ago, and I can't remember who it was, they said, if you want to destroy something, you don't destroy it from, from outside. You destroy it from within and rebuild it the way you want it rebuilt. And I kind of think that's what's happening within this country right now. Do you think we're better off with Trump now or... 
with Hillary if we had Hillary? I don't know. I, I can't answer that you question. You don't know? I think it'd be way worse. I can't. I, I, I don't. I don't think it would be way. I think as far as the divisiveness, I don't think it would be as hardcore racially as it is right now. But I think there would still. I think the divisiveness, divisiveness, in the country, would be continually progressive. I, I think we would still be still have some of the same issues that we have right now. But I don't think we would be in a worse position as. The American people. I think uh, the foreign policy would be worse. I think the economy would be worse. And I do think the the political divide. So you would think be worse. the person that used to be in he- uh, the head of the State Department, which is over foreign policy, if they were if she were to become president, our foreign issue would be worse. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I I don't trust her one bit. I mean, I don't trust her for shit. We, they just killed <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, and I wanted to know. So, yeah, I wanted to know. All right, that's all. What a lot of people don't realize is, I, I believe we're all right there in the same generation, right there, all in the same age. Yeah. And uh, technically, we're millennials. Technically. Yeah. We're at, we're at the front end. Yeah. Uh, we're at the front end, and they've actually called us Xenials now mm-hmm. because we got the best of both both of them. Yeah. Do you know the millennial generation is larger than the baby boom generation? And if every single one of us got out and vote, we can change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too is the, with within that generation gap, and a lot of people, a lot of people will sit there and talk shit about millennials. Guess what? It's the fucking baby boomers' fault. Mm-hmm. This is how y'all raised us. Yeah. So now you're mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was a fucking latchkey kid. That's probably why I'm a loner now because I, you know, my sister pseudo raised me. You know, my, I'm a child of a single parent. My mom worked. I did what the fuck I wanted to. That's probably why I got in a lot of trouble when I was a kid. But I did what the fuck I wanted to, and I have a different perspective. Yeah. The the shit that's going on today is 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 fucking lack of discipline, lack of something. And a lot of people will say it's a lot, a lot of a lot, a lot of lack of faith in religion. You know, we've gone from a God fearing country to a mixed country. You know, that's... No, we've gone to a self centered country more than a. A, uh, oh yeah, we, we've we've you know with with the advent of technology and the way we're moving, me, everybody me. is it's, it's self self gratification yes. and instant gratification. I was raised to think about the other person first mm-hmm. and then yourself. So a lot of people weren't weren't raised that way. I mean, it, I was raised in, in religion also, so that could be also part of it. So I don't know. I was not. Yeah, I wasn't either. I mean, as a kid. As a kid, I went to church because you know I was around my uncle. He played in the church band, but I didn't really pay attention to it. Yeah. I, I, you know, as I've grown up, I've I've looked into different religions. I'm not an atheist. I would say I'm more agnostic than anything. I just I, I have a, I have a, I have a major issue with organized religion, but that's a whole other topic. Yeah, yeah. I can sit here and talk eight hours for that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, you're still single. Mm-hmm. Before I met Jamie, that's where I went. I went to church to find a horse. And I, it was easy. It was easy to pick them up. All right. Well, this episode is done. Basically, what I wanted to do, and I hope everybody listens will will take this away. That at at the end of the day, no matter what your personal opinion is, what your political views are, you can find common ground, and you can actually have a decent conversation with people. And uh, we normally end every episode with. You know, going away words, whatever. So, Chris? I uh, hope I've represented everybody well that kind of associates themselves with me. But uh, I just want to let everybody know that, you know, we all need to just come together. We all need to just stay civil. That's all.
Robert? Um, yeah, I, I don't represent anybody but myself. And uh, I do have my own opinions about everything. But when it comes down to it, I grew up, well, I'm, like I just said, I wasn't in religion, but I kind of was. I grew up watching Star Trek. So uh, we, we got to remember black, white, gay, United uh, citizen, non citizen, it doesn't matter, we're all human beings just trying to get along in this world, not just this country and this whole world. And uh, we got to remember to look after each other and not look past each other. Well said. See you fuckers later. <laughs>